This is your Sporting Edge, 91.7 The Edge, WSUW, Whitewater. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Are you ready to go out there and take what's yours? Yeah! What you worked hard for? Yeah! You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Any other questions? If I can actually Jesus, not God. knock the microphone again, I'm just continuing a trend that I always do every. Just beard it up, man. I'm not gonna. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that yet, yet either. You will be doing it at some point. At some worry. point, yes. It's a long night. Anyways, 91.7 the edge or 91.7 the edge. WSUW Whitewater. Welcome in to uh, Hawk Talk, our 24-hour on Arathon, and for the next three hours, it will literally just be. Talk I'll on talk air. on air. Three straight hours. Three straight, of, three straight of talking. hours. That's gonna be. That's more than a night class. I like people to point. I would like to point that out to people who like don't understand what we're about to embark on. It's a night class plus more. Basically, like sorry, I'm like I'm literally running back and forth trying to email and text. And have you taken your selfie yet? I'm not taking my selfie. So- you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna start this. We're not gonna start. <laughs> while while you're dissing me right now, can you, actually I need you to do me a favor, like. Uh, can you put like? Is it possible you can pull up like the schedule, like the schedule, uh, for the uh, weekend at Willie's? Uh, yeah. Let me grab. My, uh, is my, it is it out here? My laptop should be out there. All right. Uh, give me a. Yeah, just come out here and grab it while I take care of this. Anyways, so we got a, so we got a special one for everybody tonight. Uh, our our guest at this time, uh, I myself, Connor Moore, I'm hosting uh, DJ Joe Cool, as everybody knows. But we have one, two, I can count. Ac- correct. Yes, this I can. This is why we're on the radio, not math majors. Exactly. We have four members from our Warhawk women's tennis team. So, uh, ladies, please introduce yourselves and welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Megan Humphreys. I'm a junior here. I'm Ashley Miller, and I'm a senior. I'm Rachel Seaman, and I'm a junior. I'm Cassie Alexander, and I'm a sophomore. Welcome to welcome to the show, guys. Welcome to Hawk Talk. Thanks. You got the you got oh, the. Oh, I do. All right, all right. So what we have here, so it's, it's usually called the War the Warhawk Roundup, but our rundown. friend it war is a rundown. It used to be rundown. It's something. It was something. I don't know. I feel like we always change the name, but anyways, what happens is we go through the week and what happens as far as Warhawk sports is concerned. Uh, we recap we recap game schedules and everything like that. And uh, normally it's myself or uh, Joe or somebody else who has a schedule. And we just run through that, and we have a really it's an art cool form. It really is. It really is such an art, art form, and we have a really cool sound, of, a really cool sound effect for that. And are you ready? I am. Let's do it. All right, we're gonna jump back to yesterday, the 12th, where women's bowling was both in the Leatherneck Classic in Moline, Illinois, and in Lincoln, Nebraska. The Moline score had no announced uh, results, however, in the. Uh, Lincoln, Nebraska tournament against Valparaiso, Indiana. They won 956 to 874. Uh, and then they also uh, were against Sam Houston State in Lincoln, Nebraska, where they lost 1100 to 1002. Uh, men's wrestling opened up their season at the University of Wisconsin Madison, where they were uh, shut out 43 to nothing. However, that is a Division I school they're taking on. So it was some co- tough competition. Women's bowling also took on Arkansas State in Lincoln, Nebraska, where they lost 1068 to 952. 
women's volleyball was in the first round against uh, Northwestern out of Minnesota where they lost a heartbreaker three sets to two. Their season has ended, but they had a great, great season with only, uh, I believe, like 31-5 and five was their record. And women's bowling was also taking on McKendree University in Lincoln, Nebraska, where this time they did win 10-58 to 9-48. And we're going to jump to today, the 13th, Friday the 13th, so watch out for black cats, ladders, and other broken glasses everywhere. Really? We have, uh, <laughs> yes, we have women's bowling once again in the Leatherneck Classic in Moline, Illinois, where no team scores have been announced. Uh, women's soccer will be taking on Carroll University in the first round of the tournament right here at UW-Whitewater. That is set to start now at 5 o'clock was the... Uh, kickoff or whatever you want to call it. I don't know soccer all that well. Men's and women's swimming was in UW Oshkosh, uh, or was at home against UW Oshkosh. Uh, they're set to start at 6 o'clock tonight. Women's bowling was once again in Lincoln, Nebraska and they took on Lincoln out of uh, Missouri or something. I don't know. It's uh -huh. a weird abbreviation, but nonetheless they won 10.03 to 7.67. They also took on the University of Nebraska, uh, the Lincoln campus, where they lost 10.17 to 9.74. Women's bowling was also taking on Central out of Missouri, Central Missouri out of Missouri and Lincoln, Nebraska, where they lost 10:32 to 9:26. Men's soccer is taking on the Rose Holman Institute of Technology in Wheaton, Illinois tonight, set to start at 7:30 as their tournament begins there. And then men's basketball returns to the court tonight at Ripon College, starting at 7 o'clock. And now we actually finally get into the weekend where. Uh, do you have that on repeat, by the way? Uh, Might need to replay it again because women's bowling is an 11 classic in Moline, Illinois. No team scores have been announced. Mind uh, you, we have a second group out there. And, uh, yeah, we will get into the, week, the we, rest we of the can, weekend later. Let's do part two. We'll do part we, two. We will do part two later Because there's so on. much going on because women's bowling has, like, 14 different teams. Seriously, they're, like, split up, like, different. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So that's part one that's of like weekend That's, like, the pre-weekend. That's the pre- It's pre-gaming. So it's pre-gaming for yeah. the weekend at Willie's. You're right. I like it. Sober-wise. Sober-wise. Yes. <laughs> Unless you're 21, then you're good. No, I can't. No, you cannot have drinks in here, dude. Come on. No, not in here, obviously. But nonetheless, if you guys, if anyone was able to follow that, there was a <laughs> lot of bowling going on, uh, more than I've ever read before. And their scores, like, they can't be like, oh, they won two to three. No, it right. has to be like 10,034 to 812. <laughs> Anyways, so... All of that, and I keep forgetting we have guests. So, yeah. uh, hi. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, welcome on to the show. So, for, uh, like I said, first of all, thank you guys for coming. And uh, so I guess first, the first question would be uh, th uh, thoughts on how your guys' season's been going so far? Anyone? Um, well, we actually just finished our uh, fall season. So right. it ended up really well. We ended up winning conference as a team, and we won – every flight of the tournament, which has only happened like four, four times. times yeah. yeah, And so that was a big accomplishment for us. And so now we're just, um, just started our off season. So we're gonna work hard now so we can come back in the spring and be ready to go. Yeah, well, our sport is different than every other's because we have two seasons. We have a fall season and a spring season. So fall is mainly consisted of conference play. And then the spring is all division three. We have nationals then. So it's a lot more competitive and fun and intense. So we're not even close to being done yet. Um, Joe, you have anything? Oh yeah, I know. Um, we on Hawk Talk covered a year during the weekend at Willie's. Um, you had it was I believe the tournament in Minnesota, uh, where it was an all Warhawk final. I do believe. Yep. How I, how was that experience having to play against teammates and you know the people you practice against? Well, I mean, you should ask her. She's the one who played against our teammate <laughs> and won <laughs> and went to nationals. No, yeah, I mean. 
our team is just really strong, and so I think it's just a huge accomplishment to be able to say we had an all-Warhawk final in both singles and doubles. And so um, it was just fun, you know. It was kind of nice to play our teammates, and it's just friendly competition, and we want the best for everyone. And so it was a lot of fun for me, and I think it was just a big accomplishment to make it that far. So. Did you at all rub it in on the bus ride back? <laughs> like, hey, or like oh, even no. now, like, hey, remember that time we played each other? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm sure you, you can't tell me you did it. You at least thought about it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Totally kidding. <laughs> oh, come on. No, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. You weren't. But uh, so as far as so you said the fall season's over. So what So what now is, I guess, the expectations for uh, when you guys start up again, uh, when – you know, the weather actually gets tolerable again uh, for the spring season. Well, actually, we already start, we took like two weeks off after our fall season to okay. kind of recuperate and think about school and work on that. Okay. So we just started this week with practices and stuff like that, but obviously we can't play outside. So there's a, there's a place we go in Janesville where we play tennis, and we all got memberships for that so we can play whenever we want, all the tennis we want, which is a lot. And then – so we just work our butts off in the off season, and we play a lot. And then we also still have strength and conditioning twice a week for a couple hours each day. Okay. So we don't really slow down. But doing all this in the off season really helps us in the spring because we have such high expectations, and that's the only way that's going to get us better right. is if we work on that stuff in the off season. Yeah. You guys are awfully quiet in the fishbowl. <laughs> Anyone? Cassie, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> What has been your favorite? What was your favorite match you played? Like, there it is. Thanks, year? Joe. <laughs> <laughs> She's been thinking about this question all night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Rachel. Okay. I don't know. I would say ITAs is my favorite, just because it's like the longest road trip, but like it's like an individual tournament, but there's like still a lot of like team aspects of it. I mean, I played with Ashley, and it's always a really good time. Just a fun atmosphere for the yeah. whole weekend. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of cheering and supporting your team, because like even if you're like out of the tournament it's just still a good time like I had a good time watching Megan and like everyone in the finals yeah and even though it's super far it's like five or even six hours away and it's amazing how many fans we have that come from Whitewater like 90% of our fans are at there watching and it's like even if one of us isn't playing then we're cheering on our teammates and stuff like that so it's a good team atmosphere and it's fun and everyone gets to play yeah. it's really competitive so it's fun Let's talk. Let's talk about a little bit about that atmosphere and the and the fans for like how much support like on average uh, do you guys norm do you normally get for like every single uh, uh, meet I guess you can say. Well, like our family obviously are our biggest supporters yeah. and tennis. You really need that kind of support because a lot of people don't really know about the sport or even come to our matches. But the people that do come are super intense and they love watching us. So I'd say. I mean, I feel like our parents are our biggest supporters yeah, and friends. So it's a lot of family. And, I mean, they're at, like, every home match. They're at every match. Like, no matter where we go, we definitely have the biggest support system, and that's pretty mm -hmm. nice to say. Yeah, and the guys come watch us, too. So the girls and guys teams are really close. So whenever we can support them, we do. And they come and support us, which is nice. So who would you guys say, and this is just kind of just, like, ran random <laughs> team stuff now, who would you guys say is probably the funniest person on the team? Funniest. I would have to go with Cassie, <laughs> or I think Bridget is funny. Prove it. Bridget's hilarious. <laughs> Did you just say you prove it? But see it. You uh, oh, okay. Oh, 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 bring it, Cass. What do you want me to, like a, a joke? joke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, appropriate on radio. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. 
I don't know if I could. She's more with like sarcastic comebacks. Yeah, she's like a sarcastic. I understand that's how I am. So I understand. I know. Yeah. I know. Hawk talk can get long sometimes. But it's fun though. All right, I have to ask for those who weren't competing in the all Warhawk final, I'm going to make you choose an answer. Okay. Who are you rooting for? You can't say, oh, I was rooting for teamwork <laughs> and stuff like that. You have are to choose. Are you for real? You want us <laughs> to just pick you? one teammate? I am, I am calling. No, I'm, sh- I'm not going to make you. Oh. I'm not going to make you guys do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you want me to, I'll answer. <laughs> answer, please. <laughs> All right. Now, now you, now you, no, 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 no. You asked the question. Now you have to oh. answer. <laughs> I, I'm not going to make them. Yeah. I don't want, it's like. It's good radio. <laughs> they're, they're not. They don't hate each other. I don't think. Exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's why we can't just pick one. We cheered for everyone. And That's a very politically correct answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be when you're even watching those kinds of matches, it's hard to even like if Megan were to hit an amazing shot against Gabby, it'd be hard to cheer for Megan because it's like, oh, I don't want to hurt Gabby's feelings. Like, So was it just like stone cold silence? And <laughs> <you're> all <laughs> just, <and they're> just <laughs> like golf. I'm, I'm picturing like golf class. No, right it's now. like <laughs> it was more like you cheer for every good point. Okay. So it's like you don't get upset. I feel like you didn't really get yeah. upset in that match. Like everything yeah. was just fun and. A good competitive atmosphere, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so if Cassie's, I guess, the funniest person, <laughs> uh, who would you say is the best dancer on the team, and who is the dancer? worst dancer? Yeah, like, dancer. Uh, yeah, like uh, okay. if they are like I'm listening the to music and they're just like going like crazy, just goofy dancing. I'm the best. Okay, Cassie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think Megan's pretty good. Megan's got a good no, robot going the, on. Oh, I got a what? Oh, I do have a signature move. Thanks, Kat. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us just have a move. <laughs> and no, I'm, no, I'm so serious. It's funny. <laughs> we could just go and be like, oh, this is this person's move. I could show you right now. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you're on air. I mean, you're on air. You're on, you're on, you're on TV right yeah. now. Uh, so go for ooh, it. <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> but we all just have this one move, so we all have our different styles. Yeah, a lot of different I styles going on. Yeah. I will say I do love how like every we've asked this question pretty much everyone we every athlete we've interviewed and they're very humble. They're always like, "Well, <laughs> I've got th- there's this player who's really and you guys are all just like, "Well, I'm the be- I'm clearly the best <laughs> here." Like, right. No one else can compete. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious. You guys all have a move, right? Yeah. Guys, yeah. All right. If you had to give a name to that move, at the very least, what is the name? Like, we'll s- we'll start with Megan. I feel what? like I have a name for it. What do I always say? It's like the frame the face. I have two. It's the frame in the face. You just yeah. like do it. She with does the that beat. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's fun. <laughs> what was the other one? I don't know. Your, your arm. Oh, your there's robot. a camera. Oh, <laughs> I do. I really mean this thingy. I mean. But yeah, and then oh, what is Gabby's move? Gabby has that move. Where ratchet. Oh, Gabby. Yeah, she, she just call it the Gabby. Yeah. Oh. It's funny. What is it? The ratchet. The ratchet. Oh. oh gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone could demonstrate. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah. All right. I'm good. Uh, I'm, uh, this is probably the most fun interview we've had all Sweet. Day. You should have us on more often. We'd, yeah, we're fine. That would be perfectly cool okay. with me. That's, like, let's, let's do it. We, let, we can make that a thing, can't yeah. we? Let's do yeah. It. We've got Nick Bennett now coming back. Yeah. We've got the tennis team. We're going to have a full house for oh the rest of the semester. Goodness. Yeah, we're good. We got ourselves. I'm up. excited. But, uh, yeah, but uh, uh, thank you guys so, uh, so much. Uh, I, I would... Once uh, the next group is done, I would just ask you guys to like stay put so we can just get like a collective group picture of you guys so we can okay. put it on our uh, Hog Talk Facebook page. But um, yeah, let's bring in the next group and thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. It's a yeah, pl- thanks it was a pleasure for having, having us. you guys. Come back anytime. Come back thank anytime. You. Uh, we will. We <laughs> will. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, have some some downtime here. Yes. Uh, yes. Do you know? Do you play tennis? I did once. I took beginners tennis and I got an A in it. So See, the last time I played tennis, 
apparently little 13 year old me did not know the definition of like swinging like with the actual power uh come come on in next group come on uh, we, in. Have to, we have we don't have a uh, downtime so we're just going to come on in and kind of find a seat that's free we can double up in here i mean we could still technically talk about our our what we were just talking about but i mean i remember i remember the last time i was actually on a, on a tennis court like i tried to like apparently little 13 year old me completely misjudged the power and a and de decided to like go Jose Bautista on the ball, and you, you can come in. What? All righty. All right. Thank you. Yeah, there's. Uh, we were missing some wheels in the fishbowl chair, yeah. so I do apologize <laughs> for that. Yeah, just don't. Don't lean back. Yeah, don't lean back, and please don't fall. <laughs> like. Uh, we uh, our, our budgets. Sometimes lower. <laughs> um. Anyways, all right. So our second wave of from the from the UW Whitewater tennis team. Everybody, please uh, introduce yourselves. Up. Oh, yep. You guys are on now. And uh, yeah, let's let's start from right here. All right. I'm Brandon Dector, and I'm a freshman here from Chicago. Uh, Shout out to represent. Give me some. Give me some. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Grant Thompson, sophomore, also from Chicago. Are you there guys we go. from Chicago? There we go. Suburbs, Chicago. Yeah, Northwest north Suburbs. It doesn't count that you're not from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, in the fishbowl? Yeah, uh, I'm Jay Cumphries. Uh, I'm a senior this year from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm Jillian Wallace, and I'm a sophomore, and I'm from Crystal Lake. It's in Illinois. Okay. I feel so much Illinois love right now. And I feel good. Straussy Bear, where and, are you from? And, yeah, Dan, where are you from? See so much Illinois. Oh. I feel this is like the most. I have to run home and shower after this interview. <laughs> you know what? Don't be jealous. Don't be I'm jealous. I'm not jealous at all. Or right, what, 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 what state are what state are we broadcasting from? Oh, so exactly. So I'm not jealous. Anyways, welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> and yeah, thank and you. Gal. <laughs> so I, uh, I mean, we finished up with the, our first wave, which is predominantly, which is all the, the women's team. So we'll start with. So we'll start with you, Jill. Uh, you. Uh, part, uh, participated in the the nationals and everything, from what my understanding is. So, uh, how was that experience? Um, it was a really good experience. I've never been down there, and, but my doubles partner was, mm -hmm. and it was just like a whole another level of tennis. These girls were like amazing, and th it was just like such good competition. Yeah. Uh, I we we had asked the other girls, so I feel like we have to we have to ask you now. Like I feel like it's fair that we have oh, to. It's ask. only fair. It's, it's only fair that we have to ask you. So, who is the funniest person on the team? Oh, <laughs> um, either Cassie or Bridget. So I think Cassie then wins it because yeah, everyone they, else they was on Cass Cassie. I think one said maybe Bridget, but most yeah. of them said most of them said so Cassie. Majority rules. Yep, it, Cassie's the winner. Some s somebody tell Cassie that she won the funniest person on the team <laughs> contest. Uh, all right, and apparently we were told that everybody on the team has a go-to dance move. Is is that the truth? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we Do all you have, have a go-to dance move? Maybe. I don't really know. <laughs> you <laughs> like, don't? I, I, I don't. don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't think I do. We don't get pumped up before Hawk Talk like that. We I mean, last year do we jumping jacks and stuff like that. I mean, last year we listened to Uptown Funk before we came in. We did. So that's besides the point. Uh, all right, um guys uh but uh thank uh thank you guys for for coming on so i guess my first question to you guys is how did you guys feel your season uh went obviously the the fall season uh wrapped up so how do you guys feel like it went i think it went pretty well everyone performed pretty good in minnesota 
and it was a good time, a lot of good uh, memories with the team for the first semester. Anyone else want to add on? Anyone? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good good season. Uh, a lot of new guys, so it was good to um, see everybody competing up in Minnesota, and uh, I think we've got a good uh, space of guys here coming in uh, to give our program uh, to make it strong for the next four years. So, no, it was really fun to see, and um, of course we always have fun because that's what we do best. But, um, yeah, good first semester. Uh, do you have the guys have any expectations for the – is it spring season? Spring? Yeah. Okay, is, do you guys have any expectations for that? I mean, I know it's already early, and from what we were told, that practices have already – like training has already begun. But uh, any expectations that you guys have, even though it's a, a, a wee bit ways away? Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we're expe- we expect to do well. Um, I think that's what kind of makes us a good team is that we always think that um, we, we are a good team and we can beat anybody. So um, we're definitely confident going into it, and I think that's the way it should be. Um, it's going to be hard work. Uh, cause we get, again, we got a young team, so um, getting all these guys into action is going to be going to be fun and going to be able to see what everybody's got. And I think we can beat some good teams this year. We just got to put all the pieces together at the right time. So, uh, Joe, you have any uh, questions for him at all? Uh, who is the uh, funniest on the men's team? <laughs> oh, don't take my question. I did. Okay, fine. Who is the uh, who is the hardest hitter? I guess. Like, I don't. I know it's not all necessarily about you know. Hitting it as hard as you can, but that's how I play tennis. It's just swing at the ball as hit it as hard as you can. I just he's uh, yeah he's hitting he's sitting in the room right now. It's Mr. Grant right there. He hits the ball the hardest for sure. Grant, you want to s- say um, how you did it? I would it, say Max done? Gordon hits the hardest ball on the team, <laughs> <laughs> but he's not here unfortunately. No, Grant will have to do. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe me second, but maybe. All right, I guess. I mean, I guess since you guys we could technically throw the question out there again. But Go ahead. Who is the funniest person on the guys team? Man. Oh man. Um, you know, I don't know. I've been here four years. Oh, this is tough. Um It's hard. Grant's been only been here a little bit, but he's he's risen up pretty high in the rankings. Um Jeez. I'm just pretty Thank cool. You. Oh yeah, I mean don't yeah. <laughs> feel the, do you feel the pressure now? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I would say Grant right now. He's He's number yeah. one right now. I mean, it could change quick, but you never know. I think Grant, yeah, Grant, Grant Thompson. Let's go three for three. You could ask who's the best looking on the guys' team. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, that's that's the question we'll ask the, the women's team later on. Is Do who they think the best looking on the guys' <laughs> team is? Who is the best looking on the guys' team? Yeah, we're putting oh, you on the spot. It's biased. Right it's biased. <laughs> no, it's so biased. Oh, it's biased. I have to go with my boyfriend, Matt Zorowski. He, he's <laughs> a looker. Okay. You know what? We, did, we didn't know that going in. Props. It was a completely fair props. question. Yeah. <laughs> he is a looker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Matt. You just got a shout out on the radio. Look at that. And on TV. <laughs> and on TV. You're right. Man. All right. So, who is the goofiest dancer? Hmm. Do you guys dance often? <laughs> Not, Not really. enough to say, answer this question, I don't think. We'll have to wait until spring to see that. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we? Shall we bring in the head coach? Yeah, if you want. Um, it's up to you, really. You're the host. Moving forward, I'm the secondary guy. Let's bring in the head coach. Why? All right. <laughs> why not? Uh, all right, well, thank uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, we just told the uh, the, uh, the others who came, who were in here before. Um, feel free to come back anytime. We'd love to have e- uh, each and every one each and every one of you guys uh, back on. Yeah, yeah, great. Thanks, thanks for this having was us. Fun. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. No thanks. problem. All right, Joe. Yes. So, 
in the, for the next five, for the next like two minutes that we have for in, until the coach walks if, in, well, we should since there's only going to be the coach. I mean, we, invite, we could we could invite we, more hot people, people in if you're listening in. out yes, there please. or watching. I mean, we have on one. In. We have now seats. In fact, I'm going to move forward out of the fishbowl. Yes, please do. Come on now. You all set, Joe? Oh, there, there you are. There you are. I, I, I got, I got the microphone. Yeah, come on in. All right, we're gonna get the coach now here. All righty, everybody. All right, everybody. This is Frank Barnes, head coach of the tennis team. Uh, th uh thanks for coming in. Uh, thank, thank, th thanks for bringing uh, uh the entire team. They're a crazy crew. They're a lot of fun. They are. They, they are, are a lot of fun. Honestly, like we were just telling them, and they're like. They all think it's a lot of fun, they, and they're like, "Hey, we should come back." And I was like, "Yes, please do. We we'd enjoy it." Yeah, but yeah, bring them back. Keep them oh. out of trouble. I mean, whatever works, I guess. But I mean, no. If you if you, if you want to come back, or if they want to come back, like we love to have them back here. Yeah, maybe like, after our next big big uh, match. We we can do that. Like right. that can I'll be right back. You keep interviewing. I'm going to bring in the other people. Please do, please do, because <laughs> there's like three wide open spots. So I asked I asked all of them. So I want to ask ask you. How do you feel the fall season went uh, for both teams, in your honest opinion? For the women, it couldn't have gone any better. It's definitely the best we've ever done as a whole uh, for a fall season. Um, the conference tournament, we were able to um, sweep the competition. It's only been done four times in the history of the WIC where one team is, has won every flight, all three doubles flights and all six singles flights. And we did it without dropping a set. So that kind of showed, showed a lot of conference domination and uh, at the ITA it's pretty rare for a team to have both singles and doubles winners and we actually had an all an all whitewater singles final and all whitewater doubles final so it really doesn't get any better than that um, we went undefeated in the fall season so that really yeah we reached a lot of program bests all over the place for the women and the men it's it's our non-traditional season it's more of a training period where we're getting ready for for the uh, traditional season, which starts in January for them. So it's a, the more of a try to get everyone as much experience as possible. Um, and we had one tournament to start the year. Uh, second week school started, we had a bunch of scholarship schools in, some D1s, D2s, some NAs. So we don't get scholarships at D3. So playing against a lot of a lot of players that they knew from high school that ended up getting scholarships and they, they held their own. And uh, actually I think we I think we had more first place finishes than anybody. So uh, to, to do that against scholarship schools showed that we're real, real ready. And then uh, at the ITA for the men is our second competition. That's all we do is those two competitions in the fall. Uh, they did really well with uh, Jake and Jake and Michael Trice winning the ITA doubles title, which which they ended up qualifying them for the national tournament. Right. So and we have a really young team. We got a bunch of freshmen that came in, some good two and three star athletes, um, which is real solid for D3 recruiting. Um, they came in as freshmen, and we have a D1 transfer, Grant, who you just talked to, the big boy. Um, he's a great player. He played number one at Eastern Illinois, which is a Division One school. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking forward to seeing what he can do. And last last fall, last fall we got a, another D1 transfer. So we have two D1 transfers on our team right now. Michael Trice was was the other D1 transfer. He's been here for almost a year now. Uh, I know it's relatively early, but as far as the spring season is concerned, is there any like expectations or things that you're looking forward to or 
goals that you have that you might have set for the team or you personally have uh, for for the entire team? Um, well, we've never been to the round of eight. Uh, we've been to the round of 16 with both teams before. Both of them have made it recently. Uh, so it'd be great. That's kind of the deep down our goal. You, you, know, you don't want to have to quantify it, but if we could take that next step and do something we've never done before, that would be make it to the round of eight, um, which would be great. And we're Right now we're the top-ranked public school in the nation. We have been for a few years, um, but we'd like to knock out some of those private schools who have a huge tennis history. Um, so if we can make a little bit more noise there, we're playing, we're playing some, the men are playing some D1 teams right off the bat. And they play, they're playing uh, Northern Illinois, uh, Green Bay, and Detroit Mercy, I believe. Okay. That was the third one. Um, so playing some D1s. We uh, have a great spring break trip lined up for both teams where we play a lot of our D3 rivals. Um, the men will have our conference tournament. And uh, on spring break, we've got some, some the women in particular, they're playing DePaul, which is the team that knocked them out of the national tournament last year. And I think the way we've improved this year, and we added a real strong freshman to our team, Gabby Kitchell, adding her and moving everybody. She, she slid in the number two spot, moved everybody down, and we've strengthened our doubles because of her addition to the team. Um, I think that you know, hopefully this is the year we can get it done against DePaul. Uh, anyone have any <laughs> questions at all? You go. None? You guys are good? Wow. All right. Well, You have any, Joe? No, I'm good for now, so... Should we uh, wrap th- it up here then? And I I th- I, th- I, think I don't have any questions. I guess. I mean, he. I mean, you answered all of mine. <laughs> so, I mean, I've any and ev- every single question I could have thought of was like, oh wait, I got one. Nope, answered. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like there's that. But uh, I think I think that should do it uh, for right now. But thank you so much uh, for 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 joining us today on the show. Yeah, it's uh, fun, it's fun th- watching the volleyball last night. I caught the tail end. I went to the game, and then when I got home, I watched the. That fifth set was pretty crazy. Watch it on your channel. So oh my goodness, it was nuts. Those Absolutely. Those guys nuts. in the front ro- front row going nuts. Those, those are all tennis guys. Were th- oh, the guys, oh, the guys nice. dressed in white. They were they were from the nice. men's tennis team. Well, uh, please feel free to bring to bring the team back uh, on the show sometime. We'd love that. We'd love to have uh, all of you guys back on. And uh, yeah, thank uh, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, that was Frank Barnes, uh, head coach of the Warhawk uh, tennis team, and. Uh, Joe, uh, you wanna you wanna you wanna take over for a li- for a little bit? I sure. need to take this. I uh, can. All right. Well, we uh, have some. I'm not gonna be. I'm gonna be at the uh, non-hosting station, but we have. Uh, uh, we're back on air with some uh, familiar faces. Eric, welcome back on. Can you hear me, Eric? Uh, I can't right now. I have to grab my headphones from right there. Okay. Well, I can hear you at least. Devin, welcome on to Hawk Talk. Your first time on here. Yep. And how are you feeling about this? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, classes have been keeping me busy. I haven't been able to make Hawk Talk and all the homework I've been having to do. So I'm finally excited to actually get involved in the sports scene here. And we ha- and we have a very special guest star, and we have Amanda. Amanda, and tell everybody what your role is in life. Um, well, I'm just kind of floating through right now. I got accepted into UW Whitewater last night, so that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. How heavily involved are you with sports? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, all right, then. All right. Well, welcome on to a 24-hour sports show where we're going to be talking <laughs> nothing about sports. So Yeah, it's going to be an interesting um, talk. You know, looking forward, you know, the tennis team, that's one of those – I guess we can talk a little bit more about that in general. Um, 
while we wait to get more people on here, the uh, tennis is a sport that I've, you know, always I I grew, the more I've aged gracefully, naturally, Hopefully. the more I have um, developed a liking for tennis. I enjoy watching it, and uh, it's a sport that I you do realize like there is very few sports where you are as alone. Like when things are going bad, you have no one, mm-hmm. and when things are going great, you have no one around. I mean, it is. Yes, you have you have a coach. You have your coach, especially, you know, when you get older or if you're a professional tennis player, you have like your personal coach. But like when you're on the court, they're in the stands. Mm-hmm. They may be front row, but they're in the stands. So that's a very daunting task to have, and uh, you know, it's an, it's an incredible. I don't know how much uh, you guys do tennis or enjoy tennis, watch tennis, but it's a uh, interesting interesting sport. Yeah, it's very occasional that I watch tennis. But um, I've never been too fascinated by it, I guess. But it's an interesting – it's definitely an interesting game to watch because it takes a lot of skill and talent. I'm like – I guess like most sports, but it's all about just um, – it's, it's about precision. And I don't know if I could ever do it, but, like, I imagine I could get into it. Golf is another thing that I just can't watch. It's boring to me. So – it's been crazy. If you see a man walking behind us often, that is Dan Strauss. He's doing a great job making sure all the shots are in focus for UWWTV. Absolutely, and thank you to UWWTV. For, it's a uh, bit crazy going on right now. So A little uh, bit. <coughs> just a little bit. Trying to reposition. Once we get going, it should be fine. Welcome back, Ombrice. Oh, thank you. It feels good to be back in the captain's seat. There you go, yes. Connor's uh, been doing a mo- great job hosting. stuff but everywhere. Just moving around real quick. All right, I'm all settled in now. So we were only able to get through because – so much was going on with bowling because there was like six different schools they played a day. We only got through half of Will- Weekend at Willie's or the Warhawk Rundown. But anyways, we'll be going back to that in the future, just as a heads up. Okay. But the tennis team, uh, we got, you know, the women's team, they have a lot of fun. You can tell, like, that the men, mm-hmm. I think, have a lot of fun, too. But the women's team, I mean, they each talked about it. They, there was one person they, like, all were like, yeah, she's fun- the funniest. But they all say they have this dance move. It was a great interview. Uh, a lot of them would like to come back, so that was cool. That's that's awesome. I love hearing that. We gotta have him back on again. So, uh, shall we jump into topics that you want to talk about? Since you are in the captain's chair. Oh, captain's chair. I mean, how much time do we have? We have until about six, right? We have until eight. No, I thought uh, Jefferson football. Oh well, yes. Okay, I thought you were talking about like how long we're on air. Oh, I no, no, I know how long we're on air straight. It just I I know we got guests coming in soon, so I don't want to like start a major topic and then everybody gets heated up and. Everybody's yeah. just like, you know what? Well, we gotta stop. Right. Yeah. So, um, sure. I mean, you you did a weekend at Willie's Warhawk Roundup, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I uh, we got to the first couple days. You want to finish it out real quick? We can, I guess, if we really want. That's up to you, man. If All right. Yeah. Why don't we just finish it out here? All right. We are actually going to jump into the weekend now. So starting tomorrow on the 14th, women's bowling will be back in Moline, Illinois, um, partaking in the Leatherneck Classic. Um, and that's uh, scores obviously to be announced. They have not announced any previous scores from there. Men's soccer, if they win tonight, will be uh, playing in the next round of the tournament. That time and place is, be de- is to be determined. And that is the same with women's soccer as well. Uh, they win, they move on, and then time and place is going to be determined. Uh, women's bowling will be taking on a number of teams in the Big Red Invitational again in Lincoln, Nebraska. And wrestling gets back at it, taking uh, part in the Luther Open in Decorah, Iowa. That begins around 9 a.m., Women's Cross Country is at the NCAA Midwest uh, Regional Championships in Augustana, and that is set to start at 11. Men are at the same place in the same race uh, in Augustana, the NCAA Midwest Regionals. 
Uh, their race is set to start an hour later at noon. And then we have the football game as it's Shriners slash senior slash veteran slash military appreciation uh, member recognition day. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, it's our final guaranteed home game uh, at the perk this year. And then we'll jump to Sunday, the 15th. The only thing going on is women's bowling and they are at the leather or at Moline, Illinois to take part in the Leatherneck Classic. And that is your final uh, weekend at Willie's. Weekend at Willis. All right. Anyways, yeah, and uh, just to promote it a little bit, 91.7 The Edge will have the call for the final home game of the regular season. Myself, Bryce Olson, along with Adrian Diaz, will have the call. Uh, thank you to uh, Joe for not Cool Joe, not DJ Joe Cool, but Joe. Uh, some people call him Mother Joe, I guess, because that's nice, um, for producing the game for us tomorrow. And hopefully we'll all survive what's going to happen tonight so we can call the game tomorrow. But anyways, uh, so wanted to talk about this. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce her. I don't know if she's been introduced yet. Um, yeah. She has? Yeah. Well, thank you. Nice, nice to meet you. High five. Yeah, through the glass window. Awesome. <laughs> hey, um, what am I, chopped liver? Yes, you are. Absolutely hey. chopped liver. Don't oh. yell into the microphone. Sorry. It's okay. Got to turn you down a little bit. Uh, so want to talk about, what do you want to talk about? Uh, football or, or baseball? Pick. Choose. I want to talk about baseball. I All knew right. he was going to pick that. Baseball. World Series is over now. Kansas City. So what uh, is there to talk about? Historical. <laughs> historical. <laughs> historically happened. Something historically happened last night. Colby Rasmus was the first person ever to accept uh, money. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he was the first person to accept a qualifying offer from a team. Really? First person ever. Wow. Hmm. Uh, everybody else has turned it down. It's three years running now, and... Uh, He's the first person to accept it. But now it looks like we got the Jefferson football team, semi-professional football team, the Chargers, coming on. Are they ready to come on? You guys all ready to come on? I can, I can step out for a bit, and I will give them this mic for sure. Okay. Who else? All right. Bye-bye, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Connor, you want to you wanna jump on? Hey, Bryce. Uh, I, can, I can hop into baseball. Bryce, Amanda, cool. and uh, these two are going to leave. So. Okay. That's fine. Yes. So I guess you, me, and Y'all coming back, right? Yeah. Oh, show. Okay. Well, sounds good. All right. Uh, you guys can come on in if you want. You know, Bryce, just send come in on here. in and take a microphone. And, uh, sorry, you might have to buddy up. I don't know how many. Bryce, you can bring send two in here or a couple in here. I'll show them how to set up. Only four yeah. What do we got? One, two, three, four. Four? All right. Well, one, two, three, four. Yeah, there's four. Just, just you, 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 you and me do this one. You kick Devin out. Devin will come back on later. Sorry about this, guys. We're simulcasting on UWW-TV right now. Good. So, uh, just a quick, uh, so you guys know, Mike pointed towards you, like six inches away or so, you know, so that you can move it it anyway. Wherever you feel comfortable with it, it's fine. Um, and I know uh, a lot of people actually have a problem with talking on radio. I don't know if you guys do this a lot. I'm just giving you a brief lowdown. Uh, it's just like we're having a conversation. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Not you know, I mean, there's millions of people listening right now, but, you know, that shouldn't <laughs> freak you out at all. It's just millions. Okay. Yes, you are on, I, th- I believe. I don't know. <laughs> I can kind of hear you. You can be on. Kick Devin out if you want. Sorry. You'll come back on after this. All right. So, hi. How's it going? I'm, I'm Bryce Olson, the sports director here at 91.7 The Edge. Nice to meet you. Uh, go around the room. I'm Stephen Good, head coach of the Jefferson County Chargers. Nice to meet you. Jack Marshall, wide receivers coach. Nice to meet you. 
Tammy Vetrano, uh, Marketing and Director and Secretary. Okay. Rick, Rick Hanna, owner and CEO of the Jefferson County Chargers. That's awesome. All right, cool. So I'm glad we got some, like, uh, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? We got coaches and we got um, front office. Front office. Thank you. I, I, I'm like, I have the word for it right here. I can't I can't think of it. But uh, so uh, how many players are on the team and how does how is the team started? And uh, like, do I hear uh, some professional football? You have to pay to be on the team. Uh, is that the case for the Jefferson County Chargers or what's up? Well, the way we're doing it is uh, we're doing a T-shirt fundraiser. Okay. And that's the way they pay their uniform fees and okay. player fees. Okay. So bottom line, it won't cost them anything. That's cool. That's cool. Looking for new players? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Always, always. Uh, so how many players are on the team uh, right we now? We carry a roster just like the NFL of 53 players. Okay. But we can sign up to 70. Wow. And what are the uh, practice squad members then, I'm assuming? Um, my goal that? is to have two teams in two different leagues. Okay. So um, if we get 80 players, we're going to keep all 80 players and kind of divide them up into two different leagues. Cool. That's awesome. And uh, how is it coaching semi-professional football? Um, it's a challenge sometimes, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when you're coaching uh, high school seniors, juniors, mm -hmm. et cetera, anywhere in high school, you have a captive audience. Mm -hmm. When you're coaching adults, totally different. It's it's a horse of a different color, so to speak. But it's also enjoyable when you start getting some of the relationships you get with some of the players through this. Well, that's really cool. I mean, for you? It's, yeah, I mean, Steve sums it up. I mean, it's, it depends on the, you know, the guys you got. Okay. Since that's when have you been a shy coach? Jeez. I was going to say, it's, it's <laughs> Wow. I, you know, being in the coaching world <laughs> myself, I don't, I don't ever hear a coach like this shy. But it's okay. <laughs> I know. I understand. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, so what previous coaching experience do you guys have? I have coached um, at every level. I've coached at middle school, high school. Um, I have not coached college. Um, I actually, my career went differently. I went from a, being a varsity line coach, then I moved down to JV, then I went to youth football, then I got an opportunity 10 years ago to coach as a head coach for semi-pro football. And I've been either at a head coach or an offensive coordinator capacity over the last 10 years. That's very cool. And uh, are you enjoying it, I'm assuming? Yeah, I enjoy it. Okay, enjoy that's it. cool. And uh, how long have you guys been uh, front office members for the Jefferson uh, football team? Well, I was with uh, Dodge County Braves as a general manager. They are another semi-pro football team. And I also was the offensive coordinator for the Kettle Moraine Titans. So uh, I got a lot of experience. I was going to say, you got both experience. You got coach and front office. Right. And I coached high school uh, approximately like 20 years. Oh, cool. You? Well, so since this is the first year for the Chargers, I'm new to this. But I have experience in marketing directing, and that's my forte here. That's that's <laughs> very cool. Connor, you got questions for them? You feel free to speak up. Uh, I guess – I mean, I know you mentioned before what uh, your kind of like hopes and expectations, but obviously, like when the team goes into full operation, is it next? Is it next year? Uh, of course, I guess <coughs> according to the Facebook page, it said 2016 the team will be in operation. Uh, yeah, we'll be a full bore in 2016, starting in the fall. Okay. Um, I decided to get this all together, take a year and get it together before okay. I announce the team. Uh, so. 
how I guess my question would be like, how do you like for right now? Like, how does the team look? And I know it's like very early, but any early expectations? And obviously, I know this is a growing thing. This is this is brand new. So, uh, anything that you're any goals that you're kind of, that you're probably uh you as uh the CEO are kind of hoping that the team uh succeeds in. Uh, my very first goal is to get this started, and with the help of Tammy, <laughs> we are well on the way. Um, the expectations that we have as a staff um, want to be competitive, and um, I have the probably the greatest staff in the area. So, and as coaches, do you guys uh, what any what e expectations, if any, do you guys have? Uh, as the head coach, I, I guess I am the uh, quasi-CEO and architect of what our our coaching staff look for. Um, our job and what our goals are every year is to challenge for a championship every year. Um, and I'm not afraid to shy away from that. I'm not one of those type of coaches. We, we want to compete and be in the championship game every year. Um, so with that being said, I had set high expectations for our coaches. Our coaches are going to get the best out of each one of their players at all times. And I, in turn, am going to get the best out of my coaches and our players. So, um, you know, to sum it all up, I, I guess I'd say we're, we're looking for a championship. That's what we want. What do you think, Jack? I just want to be big in the community, you know. Um, depend on wherever you stand in, in Jefferson County. Some of Dodge, whatever it may be, that when you say the Jefferson County Chargers, you know everybody kind of you know shakes their head and smiles. You know, like yeah, it's a good group. You know, something to bring the community all around. Uh, I love that. I love that aspect of semi-professional football. I've been to a few games, and it just seems like it's, you know, for lack of a better term, a cult following. Like you're all in. Like you love that team. That's that's your team. You love it even more than a professional football team. And you barely know the players because, I mean, they're not necessarily big-name guys. They're, they're guys that just want to play football. That's that's it. And uh, leading into that, how do you guys recruit um, players for the team? Do you guys recruit at all? Is it just a uh, sign-up basis, or, or what, what's going on with your team? I know I know. there's some teams that I've talked to in the past. They go out and they go like, i got to recruit, i got to find guys. Hey, he can't play. He's not going to play in the NFL. He played college football. I'm going to go see if I can get him. You know, like I've seen teams do that. Do you guys follow well, yeah. the same basis? We'll, we'll be holding a combine and stuff. Okay. To kind of evaluate everybody. Okay. So that's how we will decide. Oh, very cool. A, a lot of semi-pro football is um, it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of recruiting, um, you know, getting your name out there. Um, using the different avenues, either using you know websites, Facebook, social media, and all that. Um, other portions of it is word of mouth recruiting. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've had you know at least a hundred players come through that I've coached, and if some guys are still in that, they have the itch to play. So what they do is they you know they call their buddies up and go, hey, Good's putting the team together. He's you know putting the band back together, so to speak, and. <laughs> Let's 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 give it one more run, and so you get some veteran players who've who've been around for a while. Um, the other one is is you know Rick has worked very very hard to reach out to some of the high school coaches and just reach out and say hey, 
we're we're a viable option if you have some guys that are just gonna you know not sure if they want to go to college yet maybe wants to get some further skill maybe even just to come out and play um, they're going tech school or something like that this is an excellent opportunity and then we've reached out before as well to some of the you know local coaches for the colleges as well as just saying okay some of your guys are at the end of their career with the college careers and some of them aren't going to go on to the NFL but they still want to further their football career so we I, I think we hit every avenue that we can very cool Connor you got any uh, questions for anybody I I honestly I honestly don't like a lot a lot of the questions that I was it was kind of the same thing when uh, uh Frank Barnes was just in here uh any questions that I would have that I would immediately think of like while anyone was answering they w- it would the question would get answered it's like oh well there goes my question <laughs> so it's just like it's like wait I got nope <laughs> like it's gone it's gone but I what I do what I would like to say though is that it's like it it is it is really cool to to see uh, a, a semi-pro uh, team like like this, and I and me and me personally, like I really like I really do hope it does have that effect that that you mentioned when it has bringing bringing the 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 community and just the entire county together because right. that's because that I think is really like it's as cliche as it is, but it, it it honestly like rings true. Like that's a story that really anybody, whether it even. Uh, regardless of county borders can can all can all get behind and like in in my honest opinion so it's like i I feel that uh especially football and every and i mean let's be real like there's not many people who don't like football like it's hard it's hard pressed for me to think of one person in my friend group alone that doesn't like football uh so i mean it's you have something like this like that and the state and the state of wisconsin already being a like big on football as it is with the packers and the Badgers, and even and even uh, the Warhawks here at, at Whitewater, like who is arguably the third, like the the third most followed uh, team here in in the state. Like I guess the case can can be argued. At least at least I would like to think think so. There's no argument. Uh, I, they did they did a study and they said the third most uh, followed football team in the state of Wisconsin is the Whitewater is Warhawks. It, yes. Is it the Warhawks? Because of their recent uh, winning streak. Right. So, 2007 mean, was their first championship, and they have six since. So I mean, right. whatever, <laughs> not a big deal. They're doing something right. Something, <laughs> either that or there's something in the water. I don't know. It's whatever. Can I get some of that water? Yeah, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> we'll, we'll take uh, it. I can point you towards the well. <laughs> whatever. Well, if I could just piggyback on what Jack was talking about um, about the community being involved. I don't know if you gentlemen are familiar with our last uh, spring the school referendum passed finally okay and Johnson Creek is um, building a new school but the efforts to lower the cost of that they had to eliminate the athletic fields so there is a group out there um, the one dream one team group that is out there raising money for the fields so we need 2.5 million dollars to build athletic fields so part of the money that we're renting the Johnson Creek high school field is going to go towards that campaign. So we do have an informational meeting coming this Sunday at 5 o'clock till 7 o'clock um, at the Johnson Creek High School. So if anybody has any, you know, information they want to share, check out what the team's about, or there is other sponsorship opportunities for the Chargers as well as, you know, the field. So community-based big time. Um, all the players are going to be doing community events, and our charity of choice is Special Olympics. So you guys host the 
Polar Plunge coming up in February, so yeah, mm-hmm. probably see some of the boys out there. <laughs> I love can't that. Wa- I can't wait. I, I <laughs> just going off the Polar Plunge. I loved. Uh, we got the police chief to jump in. That oh, was like sick. I don't know how much money we had to raise. I think it was he had he made us like raise five grand or something like that mm-hmm. in order for him to jump in. But that right there was just like, oh yeah, I love to see that. Just people <laughs> just donating <laughs> right. x amount of money just to see that happen. Oh, I'm sure like people would do the same thing. Like, oh, Johnson Creek doesn't have a high school, you know, a high school football field or any kind of athletic facility. Why? Right. Here, exactly. Here, mm-hmm. I, what? Who do I make the check out to? <laughs> like, exactly. Um, it's just an awesome experience being uh, a part of something like that. As far as the uh, the county is concerned, um, backing a high school like that, backing a semi professional football team or anything like that, it's like I don't know I said it before it's just it there's a sense of uh, of almost like everybody's a a family right you just take care of each other and you just have to and that's just how it is Um, so it's very cool you have something you want to say Uh, yes well we also do um, we work with the youth football programs around the area oh very cool Um, coach good and his staff they come out and show fundamentals and techniques uh it's a non-contact type thing and we'll be starting doing that in the summer of 2016 this past year um we did work with the johnson creek youth football which was an awesome experience and they did go undefeated until the playoffs yes we did I was part of that program too. <laughs> something in that water. I need some of that plug. water right there. Shameless plug. Don't Shameless. be ashamed. <laughs> we get a lot of that. So yeah, it's fine. we do. But no, I have. I really have. have not. Have nothing else uh, to really ask. I'm uh, really the only thing I have to say is just I wish you guys the best. Uh, the best of luck uh, in your in your guys' inaugural season and and I, I I can honestly say that you guys already have have a fan in myself and I'll definitely be uh. uh Keep uh, keeping uh, track of the team and everything, and like I said, uh, be- best of luck. I, what you guys got going on right now is amazing, and uh, I'm I'm really rooting for you guys, ro- rooting for you guys to succeed, and I know you guys will. So, uh, so yeah. we're gonna hit you up for our uh, apparel fundraising then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> get you going. I was looking at it over you know? here. Some of this stuff looks kind of cool. You know, you got some good gear and everything, and I get paid in a couple of weeks, so. <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> we do have a good logo, though. I wonder you who do. created that. Oh, one, that that <laughs> is that another shameless plug? That was another shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> oh, that's my geez. creation. The J and the C is a football. I love oh, it. Oh my. Well, here's my plug. You guys come out and enjoy some really good football and uh, have a good time with us. All thank right. You. Cool. Well, thank you for thank you for everything and thank you for uh, being on today. We really appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to come be on. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. I will will walk uh, these guys out. That's fine. And then if they're paying attention in the other room, which, like, they should be, uh, you guys can come on back in. And And if they're not. I I do have one thing to add, though, as far as our next guest is concerned. Carl Banks is calling in soon. Oh, nice. From the New York Giants. He's calling in. That's cool. Uh, Way to get your cousin on. (laughs) (laughs) He won a Super Bowl. Give me it's a It's all break. about who you know, not what I you know. I thought he said Carlton Banks. <laughs> I got excited, man. Oh, yeah. Got to love it. Do a little shimmy. Got to love it. Anyways, as the guys uh, come back they uh, uh, come back on the air, uh, we wanted to talk about more uh, baseball. That's what we were trying to talk about before everybody else came on. And uh, 
What I was trying to say was uh, Colby Rasmus is the first player ever in MLB history. Well, it's not even that long of a history, but it's still history. In three years to accept a qualifying offer, uh, and he accepted a qualifying offer of uh, $15.8 million from the Houston Astros, which, if you think about it, was he really worth it? He hit 240. He had about, I think it was 25 home runs and 66 RBIs. Pretty good. But if you sit there and look at his season stats, you'll say he's there's no way he is worth the uh, $15.8 million that he's going to get. If you look at his postseason stats, though, he hit over 400. Had four home runs in the postseason, and I believe three of them were straight in straight games. So there's all that, and and now it's just you know turning into uh, Matt Wieters accepted a qualifying offer from Baltimore. Um, just tons of baseball players in general are now thinking about it's it's become a thing now. It, they're now thinking about accepting the qualifying offer. So the, I mean that right there is something. Very cool. Anyways, uh, just to go back on the on airathon. We'd like to thank Taco Fresco and Jimmy Johns for being our sponsors. Um, Taco Fresco, located at 175 West Main Street, Whitewater, Wisconsin, is open every day from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. and offering a new brunch menu and expanded vegetarian menu. First, uh, find the menu on Facebook or at Taco Fresco. Uh, sorry, TacoFrescoWhitewater.com. Jimmy John's, uh, they're located at 1139 West Main Street, Whitewater, Wisconsin, and open Monday through Saturday, 1030 to 10 p.m., and they are counter-served chain specializing in sub and club sandwiches, plus signature potato chips, and oh, by the way, they deliver. You guys can keep talking. I can hear you. I can hear all of you. We're still on the air here on 91.7 The Edge, Hawk Talk on Airthon. We're now going into our sixth hour. So we're about, we're exactly like a quarter of the way through the Hawk Talk on Airthon. A quarter of the way through. And I don't know who that was. I believe it was Joe Maybe. You want to shut the door? Never mind. Connor has got it. He's all over it. He's all over it. Thanks, Joe, for your help. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, we got Eric in studio now. Awesome. And oh, I have an uh, interesting thing I just, uh, just read on Facebook. Do huh. you know... You know how Kyrie Irving did those, like, Uncle Drew things? Did it, Yeah, he came out with a new one, didn't he? And do you know who the two people in it are? No, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to find out. Connor, this might be your phone call. This, I believe well, it is. okay. It's just, now we're all going to be kicked off again. I was Connor's curious. just going to kick us all off. I was curious yeah, as to what that it mic is. was. It is Carl Banks. I can see it on the... Hey, Carl, it's Connor. Hey, C- Carl, this is Connor. <laughs> I'm going to move the microphone away from his mouth. We are. I'm gonna be on the studio. Who wants to be on to talk to Carl Banks, former Super Bowl champion? Me. Looks like everybody that's in here. Alrighty, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get you uh get the board set up, and uh, are you all set to go? Alright, he's all ready to go. Let's put let's put him on. All right. Hello, Carl. This is uh Bryce from 91.7 The Edge. Nice to meet you, and thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So, uh, thank you to Connor for getting him on. Uh, we appreciate it. So, uh, he keeps stressing he was a Super Bowl champion. What is it like <laughs> to be a Super Bowl champion? I, that's my first question I got for you. Well, I, I can tell you it is the most unbelievable feeling because you're, you're kind of in an elite club. And you can be a really, really great football player, a good football player, 
an average football player, but when you have a Super Bowl ring, you know there are not many people that are in that club, a championship. They can never take it away. All right. Uh, uh, hey, Carl O'Connor again. So I kind of – so I guess my first question – uh, for, uh, for you, and this is probably like the actual like question, first question I've actually ever asked you in person, actually, probably. Uh, so, what exactly is it that you do now for uh, for the organization uh, for the New York Giants organization? Well, I am I am part of the Giants broadcast team, so I am the second voice on the radio. Bob Papa is the play-by-play, and I do the color commentary for um, all the Giants games, home and away. And um, I am also on their TV programming as well. So I'm on TV three days a week as well. So And, and I had the good fortune of playing in two Super Bowls and also being a commentator in the latest two Super Bowls in 2008 and 2011. I, I've a, you guys can ask him a question. Somebody ask him a question. Feel free. Just you know, say Go your ahead. name and then ask questions. It's uh, okay. Hello, Carl. This is Eric Bauer. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, what was it like to play with a guy uh, like Lawrence Taylor? Um, well, it is, it's, it's just kind of um, indescribable in that he was just literally so much better than everyone else on the, play, on the football field. But he was a great teammate, a uh, good friend. But he was just, the way he saw the game was totally different. He was kind of like, the Michael Jordan of football. Uh, hey, Carl, this is Jason Howarth. Um, so I was wondering, uh, when you uh, uh, graduated from Michigan State and you're thinking about, uh, you know, entering the NFL, what, what's going through your mind as you uh, as you get ready for this, this, this new journey? Uh, do you really think that it was going to go as far as it did, you know, like that 30 years down the line you'd go from player – to commentator for the very team that uh, brought you into this whole crazy league. Well, I, I think I don't. I don't think I ever took anything for granted um, when I was at Michigan State, and because I, you know, I was not necessarily the best player on my football team. I knew I was one of the best, but you know, on a national scale, I didn't know where I stacked up. So, not knowing where I was going to be drafted. I made sure I got my uh, my degree, and then I had, you know, I got drafted by the Giants, who had four Pro Bowl linebackers, so I didn't know how long that was going to last, but it turned out pretty good, and I got a chance to, you know, pursue a really good career, but also to put my degree to good use as well, so it was, it, it's been awesome. Hey Carl, this is Devin. Um, my curious question is, um, how do you, how is your, or what are your standings on the Giants this season? Well, they're in a very interesting division. So they're in first place. The Dallas Cowboys, who probably has the best personnel, when healthy, they don't have a quarterback and they're struggling. So the Giants are in a good p- position, but. You know, they play the Patriots tomorrow, I mean, not tomorrow, on Sunday, and things could change just that quick. But I think they, they're, they're challenged in a lot of areas. They don't have the most talented group of defensive players due to injury, and they're going to have to just kind of figure out how to win from week to week. How far do you see them going this year? 
Well, let's see if they can, if they can win the division. They'll get in the playoffs. I don't know um, beyond that what I can say because there's some very good teams. But I think when they get healthy, they could you know they could be a problem for some teams because when you have Odell Beckham and if Victor Cruz ever gets back on the field, that's a very potent um, receiving duel. For sure. So uh, kind of uh, skipping back, you mentioned your degree. Um, is that uh, the biggest piece of advice you could give to our uh, aspiring Warhawk uh, football players is, you know, get your degree and, uh, you know, uh, take – take football seriously but take college football or, or i mean i should say uh college uh academics even seriouser well i think so i think the reason you do that is because football is something you love to do and if you're in college and you're you pick a subject or a um a major that you like so why not when you leave college be able to have the best of both worlds or the best of one world in that you can just do something that you always wanted to do. So if you got a degree in something you wanted to do, then why not go pursue that? And football is not guaranteed. I mean, you're one injury away from never having a career again. And, you know, the other thing in the scope of life, football really doesn't last that long. I mean, you finish playing football in your 30s if you're lucky. And then you got the rest of your life to live. So you've got to have something to do. Sound advice. Uh, I feel so. I feel like I kind of have to ask this before. Uh, have you ever like? Are you uh, prior to uh, uh, no uh, me t- uh, talking to you about what I've done uh, or what I've done here at the uh, university and just uh, where I'm even going to school? Like did. Have you did you ever hear of Whitewater uh, football or just the uni- or just uh, uh, the campus in general uh, prior uh, to I guess uh, my admission here? Not a lot, and but I, I did because I'm in the um, sports apparel business, so I mm-hmm. get a chance to look at a lot of different college logos and things. So I had seen you guys logo, but I, I didn't know a lot about the university at all. No. That's actually kind of surprising. Uh, not in the sense that I just I just feel like maybe it, it, we're caught in this little niche of a area right now. That but now that it's on ESPN and ESPN three and ESPN U, the championship, like I feel like a lot of people would know about that. That's just my opinion, though. Well, if you keep winning, everybody will know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the truth. There you go. All right, so I actually have a really funny story to tell every uh, tell oh, everybody geez. in the in the studio about. Yeah, oh yeah, don't don't go oh, ahead. Geez. Okay, so and I I, I feel like I, I definitely got I definitely got to tell you this uh, too, Carl. So this is the story how I figured out that we were honestly related. So apparently, 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 my dad uh, told me like years ago that you know like like hey like like hey you and him were related uh you a uh you and your brother and are related to him I was like oh, all right uh, quit 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 joking quit joking he told me this uh for for years and so it got around the time where i figured out like oh wait he has a twitter so i literally i was like all right let me let me let me send him a message and i'm i don't know if you remember this or not i sent i sent you uh that message on twitter and then you respond back and like listen like three cousins i also knew and then like another three or four i had no idea existed and then you can even ask my dad. Like I was bouncing around the house, like holy crap, we're related. You were right. Um, but 
No, like I no that was that was how I like I somewhat believed him, but I just needed proof for myself. And once I finally like actually like sent you that message on Twitter, like I was probably spazzing out. You have you have no idea the 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 help that your father and your aunts and uncles were to me. Like the best athlete in our entire family was Orlando, your uncle Orlando. Oh yeah, I remember. He was like an Olympic swimmer without a medal. And he did everything really good. So he was kind of like the one I looked up to. And then, you know, your father, everybody, and plus, your father was really tough on me because I was never like, I was always like the baby of the bunch. So your father would always be the one that was the toughest. Like, tough luck, get over it. And start laughing. You know he has that crazy laugh. So he was he could hurt your feelings with just his laugh, you know? <laughs> Seriously. So, but it was, it was great. But we had such a great relationship because we spent, I spent all my summers with them. Or we spent all of our summers together um, growing up. But it was just the most amazing thing, yeah. So I owe a lot. I owe a lot of, of um, my development to, to um, your family. Cool. <laughs> do you have any uh, do you have any advice for uh, people or yeah both men and women uh, looking to uh, looking to be in uh, broadcast journalism at all? Well, I would say start. Well, number one, it's so much easier now because if you have a computer or any means to get on the internet, you can create your own platform and just start to develop it via your followers. So. If you have something to talk about, you can have a YouTube channel. You can have, you know, a, um, a blog, a blog post, or a podcast, or just write a blog, and you can get people interested in your subject matter just by reaching out to people via um, social media. And I think using every platform, if you want to be in broadcast journalism, find your voice via your social network, and just do it you know i just say have a great time doing what you love but you have so many opportunities to do it now i got nothing connor's else. probably over there you got you guys looking for other extra broadcasters or something <laughs> like that hey don't throw yeah, me under sideline the bus like reporter do not or something. throw me under the bus like that right now <laughs> well, i i was trying desperately we we still gonna make it happen but i wanted to get connor involved with my some of my Giants broadcast stuff on some stats and trends and and things like that, but we're gonna make that happen soon. See, Connor, it's all about who you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Networking is very important. That's why you got to go to all those WBA conferences. I, and I think I am going to WBA uh, in the spring. I told I think. you. CBI, CBI WBA. was a lot of fun. You were you were right about CBI. I like, told you. You did. You did. Got to go out there and network. You, you did. Yeah, and to think if you had found Ancestry.com, you might have found this out even sooner. You could be. Ancestry. You, you, oh, my God. You could, you could be <laughs> in done. New York by we're now. Done. We're done. We are done. We did not just drop you just you could, you could already be there being the sideline reporter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But. Uh, uh, but. It's been really a pleasure talking to you guys. I have an event I have to run into. But um, good luck. Now, you guys are doing this for 24 hours, right? Yes. Yeah, yep. Well, um, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. 
and I really appreciate being able to come on. We Thank appreciate you. having you. Yeah. Right, thank, Thanks, thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. We really appreciate and uh, hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Carl Banks. Awesome. That's Connor, insane, thank you. It's all yeah. about who you know, Connor. not what you know, Connor. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just kidding, Connor. You're, no, you're I'm very not good at what you do. No, I'm. That's just awesome, man. You like, are going to be a part of New York Giants yeah. no, football. I, According to Jason. I, uh, According to him. Oh, yeah. Man, that's just so I – don't, I don't know. I don't think he'll uh, – I don't think he'll ever really appreciate how much that actually meant. That was uh, that was awesome. That was really, really awesome. Um, Very well, props surreal. to him, man, yeah. It's very, it's a surreal thing. I mean, like knowing that you're related to someone like that, and then having them come through for something like this, oh, like man. while you're in college, it's a de- it, it can get to you. Like it's, it's a deep, it's a deep it's feeling. It's a big deal, yeah. especially you know telling stories and everything like that. I, it's got to get to you. Yeah, it's and a deep it, feeling. Like, talking about your dad and your your uncles and your cousin, and yep. everything yeah. like that. That's that's cool. Like hearing it from another perspective, it, it's just awesome to hear. For sure. Anyways. We should, we, would you like to move on? Uh, or do you want to sit on this for another uh, minute? No, no, let's move on. <laughs> like, I that's do, fine if I you want to. Like, I don't know if we uh, – did we did, did we introduce Amanda? We, well, we did when she yeah. was in here last <laughs> time. No, like, I was like, I wanted to introduce her, and you're like, oh, we already did that. I mean, like, you could do it again. I don't mind. Did we? Yeah, I don't know if we did it. Well, we did the first time she came in. Yeah, so. uh, we can go for it again. Amanda, uh, you are now the – if I'm thinking about it correctly, the second girl – in my tenure here to be on Hawk Talk. Kendra's awesome. the first. I'm honored. Kendra's awesome, too. <laughs> Number two. So. But it's just awesome. It's you know cool to hear a, a female perspective on things, and obviously just talking to her in uh, in the office. in the office. Thank you. I'm just losing <laughs> words right now. In the office, she obviously knows a lot about sports. She's 8-1 in her fantasy football league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm beating everybody. I just, and it's yes. awesome. I just, it's I just flip a coin and whatever I feel. You know, like, oh, that looks good. <laughs> like last week, I forgot to put in my running back and I still won. Who was a running back? Oh, my. I don't know. Who are you playing? <laughs> uh, That's just week. hurtful. Uh, I, I think know. I've done that once in fantasy football, but it's just like, hey, you know, they're on bye weeks, whatever. <laughs> I have three players on bye weeks, and I still beat you. What, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Get on my level. I don't know. I'm just so awesome at it, I guess. Clearly, <laughs> if you're eight and one, yeah, like I've put some good time into my fantasy football this and year, you and are. I am one league. I'm six and three, and the other Oof. one, I'm like four, five and four. So, Ooh. I forgot. What to are do you gonna my, do? I forgot to do my fantasy football t- team this year. Oh, I was just so busy with school. I was just like, oh crap, it's already too late. <laughs> I got. I know a guy. He's already planning for the future because he's in a he's in a keeper league. Oh yeah. So oh, he's dude. just like. I'm I'm zero and nine. I'm just I'm I'm thinking about who I'm gonna keep He's for tanking. next year. That's it. He's no, the the problem with his league is you can't tank for the first round pick. It's you gotta the first round pick goes to whoever wins the championship, and then the second pick goes to uh, whoever loses the most. Wow. It's to keep people so from trying reward. to tank. Yeah. Yeah, you get a reward for number one. Yeah. Pick, I guess. I mean, it's to keep people from trying to tank. Yeah, for sure. So. Mm. <laughs> But still, that'd be pretty upsetting if you go zero and nine and you're like trying and you're just like, "What the? I want the first pick." Yeah. <laughs> it's the same guy I talked to you about. He traded for Derek Carr and he's gonna keep him in the sixteenth round. Oh wow! 
Smart. That's a, Smart I think choice. that's a pretty good keep. Without a doubt. Okay. You guys want to keep talking fantasy football? I'm, I'm, I'm down. Who's on your team, Connor? Who's your top performer? Great question. Let's find that out right now, actually. You so, don't even know who's on your team? Because uh, I have... Three and I have like seven different teams. And like, don't feel too bad though, because I don't know who is on my team. Okay, here we she's go. just the one guessing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I don't know. If, like, this is who's all on my team right now. I have, and this is for my uh, league over at the TV station. Uh, oh, TV league. Uh, oh. Russell Wilson, Adrian Peterson, Chris Ivory, Calvin Johnson, Randall Cobb, Martellus Bennett, Alan Hearns. I had Keenan Allen, but he's on IR, so I dropped him. Uh. Seahawks defense, Caleb Sturgis, the Phillies kicker. And then my bench is Gio Bernard, Josh Brown, Kendall Wright, uh, Terrence Williams, Marcus Mariota, uh, uh, the running back from Oakland, Murray, Latavius Murray, and Theo Riddick. You're looking, at, you're looking on that in paper, like before the season starts? That's a great team. Yeah. 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 That is like a probably a championship team right there. Yeah, Keenan Allen was a tough loss. Like he was one of my top scorers and I had to get right? Rid of him. I was bombed. Right? That's cuz he's the only other other than Antonio Gates. He's the only receiving threat in and, San Diego. and Antonio yeah. Gates missed the first 6 games. Exactly. So, yeah. so it was just so he, all Keenan Allen. I was all ranking the time. in points. Oh, I guess. Thank you very much. I'm just glad What's that up? Allen Hearns. I uh no, oh, sorry. Go. Uh I was just going to say yeah, I got I got Chris Ivory too. I've had a real trouble finding uh, just like anybody like tight ends and like tight ends and defenses murdered my team this year. Like that's been like the thing that I've had to like swap in and now it's like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> well, it's because all the tight ends that uh, you think are going to perform don't perform. And then all the tight ends that you don't think are like I'm talking like Jason Witten, not Jordan really Cameron. performing. Heath Miller. Obviously not. Uh, Jordan Cameron. Zach Ertz. Yeah, exactly. Jordan Cameron not doing it. Jordan anything. Cameron. I mean, the only one that you think is like Rob Gronkowski. I mean, obviously he's performing. But uh, uh, Martellus Bennett, so-so. No, Martellus he's Bennett, average. He's, he's above average. Well, he's a, I mean, he's average in Spe- fantasy right now just because he doesn't have any way to say speaking as a Not bar- true. Like, I have I have him on my like, team. He's been doing well. I did not think he would be utilized this much, but then in, but then Kevin White went down and Alshon Jeffrey went down and Eddie Royal went down, so he became the default guy and even when and even as the Bears have been getting healthier, he's still Cutler's go-to guy and he's been I effective. Mean, who else is Cutler going to throw the ball to? Hey, it's helping me in fantasy. You don't care, yeah. Alshon, but Alshon, but Alshon got hurt. Forte, Forte, but got Forte hurt. got Forte hurt. hurt. Literally, he's then the, the last other one. people are. Just uh, who's their first round pick? Uh, Kevin White's been Kevin White short term IR. Just like, all right, Brandon Marshall leaves, and now Jay Cutler's like, what do I do? I think they have Eddie Royal, but Eddie Royal, he's hurt. Oh, nothing. Eddie Royal. Yeah, I'm okay. just saying. I'm, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> What? I'm not saying I he's know. good yet. I'm just saying he's an <laughs> option for Jay Cutler to throw to. He's an option, just like Johnny Knox was an option for oh, him, too. Oh, we're not going there. We're not and going his, there. And then his back was broken in his, two. Oh, broken. On. Like he went, on. Yeah, like it was Bane-esque. His oh, back was broken. It was just, it was just oh, over no. his knee. Yeah. Oh, just no. some guy picked up Johnny Knox and just over his knee just that's broke not, his back and threw cool. him No, it was more brutal than that. that what happened not, to him was more brutal. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was... He, he it was not... Oh, it was not can we just not talk about that? For I, anybody that doesn't remember um, that you still know who Johnny Knox is, but you don't remember what happened... 
he bent the wrong way. Yeah. Yes. He got hit and he, uh, from like waist, he bent the wrong way. That was, yep. a human body is not supposed Worst. to go that way. No, Worst it was injury not. since the Theisman leg break. No, I disagree no, with that. No, uh, I no. can't remember who got hurt, but one guy literally broke his neck uh, in a uh. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Ravens game, and it actually changed a rule in the NFL. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, Lewis? in 2008. Oh, no. Or before, maybe 2007, uh, 2006 the area. Playing? It was the Ravens and the Steelers, and I remember this. I believe it was, I believe it was a Ravens player who got hurt, <laughs> and it was what? They're so watching gross. the clip. You're watching it? Yeah. Oh my god, it's so bad. Who, who is it? The Johnny, Johnny Knox? Knox. Oh, okay. Oh, That's disgusting. God. I don't want to. But anyways, I don't, don't want to see it again. So, so the play it. that he got hurt ah! on. Stop! 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 Just turn I'm stop. visualizing my he head was right so now. I had to. I had to. Oh my god! Guys, he was so good at like I thought Johnny Knox was gonna be a pretty good receiver. Oh, he was. No. He was good. He oh, was. He was, not, he until that there happened. Yet. He wasn't there yet. He was. He was. But he was there. He was he making was his solid. way up there. Yeah. And then, but the speedster. play that happened that I just will like forever remember in my mind. It was a. Uh, it was a kickoff return, and it actually changed the ruling to you can now only have a two-man wedge in the NFL. So, like, only two guys are allowed to get together and then, you know, pursue upfield and make a wedge for somebody. It was a three-man wedge uh, uh, that the Steelers created, and what they did was they it, they called it a trap. So, well, actually, it was a four-man wedge. So, they created a three-man wedge, and one guy uh, was about a player away from him, and they started running upfield. Well, this Ravens player uh, decided, hey, I'm going to shoot the gap because I don't want to have to try and take anybody out. Well, the guy, the Pittsburgh player on the end of the line, not by himself, but on the end of the line, pulled like a pulling guard and just annihilated this guy. And we're talking 20-minute delay in the game. They had to call the paramedics. They had to, you know, once the paramedics got there and the ambulance got on the field, this guy was flight for life to a hospital like he almost died because of this. Yeah. He, Jeez. and they said the only thing that saved saved him was the fact that he was wearing a helmet. Yeah. If he wouldn't have been wearing a helmet and he would have got hit like that, he's just dead on impact. Yeah, pretty crazy. That stuff. was. They changed that rule like the next day. They're like, nope, can't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and rightfully so, I guess. If yeah. stuff like that's happening, it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, See, I could never play football. I tried it once my freshman year when I weighed like maybe 110 pounds. That was your problem. You only weighed 110 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. had a, I had a fleeting moment of glory or two in football. I had like literally one run back in middle school. 20 yards on that one run. I was a linebacker in safety. I was a linebacker in safety by trade. But they. But no we big were, deal. But we, but, we, <laughs> but we were winning. We were we were winning the last game. We hadn't won a game all year, but we were lin- we were winning this last game. So they let me play. Let they let me play running back, so I run one time, 20 yards, and then I literally lose, like, 17 on the next play. So I got, like, a net gain of three yards. My average runs. is 1.5 yards a carry. I'm amazing. And I like, deserve to be on this team, Coach. And I had, like, maybe one or two tackles all year, so I wasn't I wasn't that good. You know, I, just, good. I love that. The way no you were just upselling it, you're just like, I had a run for – 20 yards and, and then lost over, 17 yeah no big deal you know i'm just you know, like the and best then you running came back, back came back with you lost 17 so your average is three <laughs> yards 
Okay. I was much I was much better at wrestling. I had a 53 second pinfall in the first round of a wrestling match once. That's nice. That's good. I That's was good at wrestling cool. too. I made I to state twice. You you, you wrestled? wrestled? No. I was gonna say. <laughs> 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 the entire place was just oh, like okay. We need to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> you know, freshman year though, I thought I wanted to go out for the football team. And you didn't because? I just I couldn't kick the ball. <laughs> I wanted to be the kicker so bad, and I would like practice in my backyard, and it just it wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> See now, we never we had one girl that wanted to play kicker, but then she decided that it wasn't for her all the time and the effort she'd just rather play soccer so she like just went off and did her thing and then the our actual kicker when i was playing varsity football Mm -hmm. saw her practicing and was like you know what i'm gonna do that too and he would go out and his entire practice for the remainder of the season because he probably joined the team uh week two for the remainder of the season was show up after practice run after run kick field goal go home that was it. He didn't participate in anything else. Mm. Was what not a part of the team. Hey, yo, I walk out there. Hey, kick the ball. <laughs> Just go kick the ball. Go kick the ball. <laughs> That's it. We don't need you to do anything. Last game of the season, he played safety, had an interception. It was awesome. I'm like, all right, why didn't you practice with us? He's like, yeah. I, I, I like soccer more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> what well, in Europe it does. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in Europe, it's called football. In the, r- the rest of the world, other than America, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> football. Yeah, exactly. But football. I want to touch back on that, though. Like, female wrestlers, though, they're a force to be reckoned with. Because I remember when I made it to state my sophomore year, there was a female wrestler that I had to go up against. And they're just, I don't know what it is, they're just way more flexible in getting out of positions. And it's they're, they're very hard to deal with. Did you win? I did, but only by points. Wow. So... She get anytime I got her on her back. Okay, that sounds wrong, but no, it doesn't. Oh. It's wrestling terms. Wrestling terms. Wrestling anytime wrestling I got her on her back, she would always manage. She could just like squip right out of it, and she'd get a takeaway. Be mature, Connor. <laughs> what? Oh, they're laughing too. <laughs> you look at me. Be mature, Connor. <laughs> What's wrong but, uh, with you, Connor? Jesus, Connor. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I like her. That's cool. <laughs> she is cool, but. <laughs> She but she she rags on you as much as we do. I know. <laughs> yeah, fit right in. Yes, exactly. This is awesome. Right <laughs> no. But female wrestlers are definitely a force to be reckoned with. They're very some they're very talented and they're very dedicated because they know they know they have to make up um whatever not what they lack, but just in a mainly do- male dominant sport they have to try and All keep right. up. Yeah. So a question for you. Uh what was it 2 3 years ago? Uh I forget what his name was. Uh Penn State wrestler, one leg. Oh, yeah. What what was his name? I can't remember his name, but he was amazing. He was so good. Do you think that he is a legal wrestler? Because that was the whole concern was a couple of years ago, cause just because we're on this whole wrestling topic. Uh, do you think that that's legal and that he should be allowed to wrestle in that weight class? Because technically what their argument was was he's missing one leg which in a normal wrestler would take up a certain amount of weight mm-hmm. where he then could put on that weight. Wait, is this the one use leg? Must, is yeah. this the guy from Penn and State or yeah. from Arizona State? Penn. Penn. Oh, there's a, there's a different one from Penn State? Because uh, I'm thinking one in a couple years ago. I'm thinking ago, Anthony Robles, the one from, uh, from Arizona State. Was it Arizona State? If it was Arizona. If it's okay. the same one, thinking of. But anyways, yeah. so I just think Penn State because they're really good at wrestling. Um, uh, do you think it's legal? Or not. I mean, well, for a one-legged wrestler, I mean, like obviously you, like yeah, that is 
a leg is I don't know how much of your body weight, but I don't know. It's it's very it's a very touchy subject. I mean, like obviously there was the whole dispute about it, but honestly, I think he would be able to wrestle his weight class because you can't discriminate against him just because he's missing a leg. Okay, so let's say you like your leg, for example, uh, just using a, a weight weighs like twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. Just say that it does, because you know a normal muscular leg would probably weigh like somewhere around there. Somewhere. Uh, so take that leg away, and now all of a sudden you can put on an extra twenty five pounds of muscle in your upper body. What he has is that a- fair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because he, he has to make up the weight somehow. I know. I'm asking this question no. because the same, it, the same, uh, right along, uh, not the same issue, but right along the same lines was the athlete that had no legs competing in track, where he had the metal legs. They said it. They deemed it an unfair advantage because his legs could not get tired. Oscar Pretorius. Yes. Uh, okay, that kind of makes sense though. Because, like, it's not, but I guess. But it's the same thing. Right, right. No, not necessarily. It's not, it well, not kind of. It's thing. kind of the same thing. He's he's not allowed to compete in the sport because his legs can't get tired. And would he not be able to compete in the sport because it gives him an unfair advantage in the sense that he gets to weigh more, his upper body gets more muscle than... But he's still wrestling someone of the same weight class. So it's not like they're comparing his upper body just to whatever that person weighs. So they're not just weighing his upper body. It's his whole weight that weighs that. So he's still wrestling the same weight class. Some but people I, I don't think. Have you seen you, wrestlers though? No, I mean, yeah, like, because you, most of them are uh, just huge. Yeah, okay. But so but if you got a if you got a wrestler out there that can, you know, bench press uh two hundred and twenty five pounds and the same guy can go out there and he can bench press two eighty five, who do you think has the advantage? Obviously, the, the one better for technical wrestler. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but yeah. weight weight is a big thing in wrestling. Some yeah, people use sure. it. Huge. Some, sure. some people, I'm like, if you guys but have still, ever watched yeah, oh, like yeah. the heavyweight wrestling, Definitely. it's all about the weight there. I mean, like, but for smaller guys like me, when I was in wrestling, it's all about technicals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's all we need to know our moves. And we know we need to know how to take people down because we don't have weight to throw around. Exactly. And this guy, um, what is his name again? I don't recall his name, but the uh, uh, the guy with the, the one legged, re- yeah, yeah, Anthony Him, Robles. Yeah, he was. It's not like he was. A he wasn't heavy, a heavyweight. Heavyweight. He was not in a massive weight class no, or anything wasn't. like that. So, so I don't I think. Mean, I'm trying, I think I don't I think know there's what, any type. I want to know what advantage. weight class the he was whole, wrestling because that kind of matters. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm. I want to look it up. There's because he's not a big. He was not a big built dude or anything. He's obviously strong because he's a D1 wrestler, but he wasn't a jacked up dude or anything like that. Yeah, there's two other things to consider. Number one. Uh, if it, you know, he's not using a metal prosthetic too. That's pro- uh, while wrestling. You know, he's probably on his one leg. And if, yep. and if he's on his one leg, also that's the the other thing is probably balance. I think that's probably the main reason why they let him compete in whatever weight class he wants. Because if he's okay with trying to fight with the balance issue, then you know you might as well let him compete at any weight class. No, I, I completely understand that. I just wanted to like point out that it's along the same lines as yeah, similar uh, similar type of concept. You know. I don't know. It, in high school, we had a guy who weighed 260, and obviously there's no 260 weight class in high school. There's there's nothing along those lines. So he had to wrestle 285 plus, and he go he would go against the guys that would weigh 285 plus, yeah. and he'd win because he was a more technical wrestler. And then the next year, we had a guy who weighed 300, and he wanted to wrestle, so he wrestled in the 285 plus, and he went up against a guy who weighed like barely 285. Barely. Like, he was probably more along the lines of 270, and they just like, oh, bulk up a little bit, dude. You need more weight, you know. And he got beat bad. 
bad. And he was, like, flexible and all that. And you, you would assume that he would be cool because he played offensive line and everything for us. But he just got beat bad. So, wait, I mean, guess doesn't have to do everything with it, but. Yeah. What were they feeding your, your the kids at your high school? Yeah, we had, I told you this. I told you this story. We had two guys at one point in my varsity career. Uh, Actually, well, I mean, you can classify one. One guy weighed 265. He played offensive line for us. Uh, He plays semi-professional football somewhere now, but he plays as a tight end. Um, Our offensive line consisted of 265, uh, 6'3", 265, 6'3", Three, two, sixty, uh, six foot, uh, two. Um, it was like two seventy, uh, s- six foot, uh, one, uh, and then I think he was like two fifty, and then myself at five foot ten, two twenty. Playing left tackle. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Just super athletic. That's all. I, that's all I had going for me. Uh, but and then our defensive front. I told you this. We had two guys. One guy who was six foot three, three eighty, and the other guy was six foot one, four hundred. Holy crap! <laughs> there it's must insane. be something. We in ran the water. a we ran a three. Uh, I guess you can classify it as a three five, but it was more like a five three, and our ends were like stand up linebackers. And the two guys, we put them in there, and they just eat up blocks. Uh, like our linebackers would roam free. It was insane. Like, it's not the only the thing command with yeah. a 400 pound guy, he was like strong too, and he command a triple team, like command it. And he would just sit there and not move. Like he, he, coach would always <laughs> run up and yell at him, "Why aren't you getting a pass rush, coach? I can't move." <laughs> yeah. Do you understand three how much it takes? Me. Like three people blocking me, one. Even when I'm getting double teamed, I have to get all this going. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get all this going? A lot of horsepower. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So I found that weight. He was only 125, so he was small. But still, it's uh, you know, it's still yeah, it's 25 so pounds that you can put on your upper body. That's, but it's 25, 25 pounds he's losing in leg muscle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because legs true. are legs are important in wrestling yeah, because oh, leg is one of the biggest things. I mean, yeah. like they're getting pins and stuff like that. You got to be able to have it's leg control and stuff. So legs are fairly important. But yeah. I can understand the controversy where it comes in. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I guess I just feel like if you're wrestling with only one leg, you deserve to be able to make up that weight somewhere. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> like, you're, you're probably so at a clear disadvantage. So if the leg, track so. athlete doesn't have any legs and he's running with prosthetics, does he deserve? Because, you know, obviously he doesn't have legs. Well, well he's, got, he's got other problems. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so, like, why wouldn't he be allowed to the run rest, track? What I would say, though, is if the wrestler was allowed a prosthetic during the meet, then they No, no, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, it'd be a different matter, too, if he was trying to wrestle with a prosthetic. Yeah. yeah. Because sure. then it would wouldn't be— in your way, then. Yeah, it would. But so depending the depending on the prosthetic that the track runner was using, it could—yeah, it could benefit him more than just a normal person. Like, with normal legs, it could benefit them because, yeah, your legs don't get tired, but this wrestler isn't using anything to enhance, or not necessarily enhance, but to... Your legs don't get tired, but your heart and your your lungs do. Yeah, you're yeah. still, like... <laughs> yeah, agreed, but, like, I don't know, I don't I don't know. You still get tired. Yeah, he's, st- he's your still... Your upper legs still get tired because, I mean, where, where he had his prosthetics was bo- the knee and below, yeah. mm-hmm. so... Like well, they were trying to say that his calves and obviously his feet don't get tired, but your, your, don't they your have quads and your hammies still get tired. Yeah, don't they have actual competitions for people with um, prosthetics? I believe yeah, so. Uh, the Paralympics. The Paralympics. Yeah, there you go, Paralympics. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I don't know if they have any outside the Paralympics. Yeah. But that's, no, that's my knowledge. That's the point. 
Yeah. So <laughs> my football team was like we were big, but were you good? Nah, no. <laughs> That's we're, okay. My team wasn't that good either. Well, well, we <laughs> were good for we were good for a while, and then the class ahead of us came in, and they weren't that good, and then we came in, and we weren't super good, and we actually had one guy get a concussion via conditioning. He he got concussed in one game. He was our actually one of our better corners, and he got concussed during one game. And then he went out there and was like, "I don't want to do this again. I will play kicker for you guys." But that's about it. And uh, coach was making him do some conditioning. And uh, one of our things is we have a berm. I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's just like a giant hill. Yeah. So he run up, bear crawl, whatever, anything like that. And he's like, "All right, barrel roll down and barrel roll." You know, oh, you guys know what barrel roll is. Yep. He just barrel rolled. It didn't even hit anything, but he gave himself a concussion, oh, and he was just done. Like that's it. He's like, I'm never playing football again. Too bad. Ever. Wow. Like okay. I mean, like yeah, because that can cause so much. That could cause enough damage. Plus over the, time. Oh yeah. Plus the problem with our team was is when I started playing football in sixth grade, we had 33 <clears throat> people go out for the team, and by the time I graduated as a senior, uh, we had five. Yeah. Like five from five, the original thirty-three, from or? The, no, like five total that were in my class. Oh wow! Like five people in my class played football. How big I, was your I school? I had less than that. Uh, five hundred total. Five hundred total. So your class was kind of small. Uh, classes. I think I, my graduating class was one hundred and seventeen. Okay. I mean, like I I went to a small high school in Southwest Wisconsin. My graduating class was sixty-two, but almost every senior in my graduating class played football. I was one of the few that didn't. I ran cross country. So I was, I think I was maybe one out of two other people that didn't run, hmm. that didn't play football for my, for my graduating class. I think it's bigger just in smaller towns just because football is just something that everybody can yeah. rally around. I, and get, um, I get that. I just didn't understand how you could go from 33 to 5. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy because yeah. when I think, I think when I was a senior, we had two people from, two or three people from my that's insane. Yeah, but my school was okay. my graduating class was only forty people, so it's okay. <laughs> nothing uh, crazy. Yeah, and I knew all the guys that I used to play football with. Only two of them moved away, like, yeah. and did they not just continue they to. Just quit or yeah, they just quit. Sh- they just quit. That was it. They well, didn't like what classic. they didn't like what was going on. Classic. Apparently, they didn't like to work. Yep. That was about it. So that's why I did cross country. It's a little bit more. Uh, I guess it's a decent amount of work, but in different areas. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I was, like, running for football one day, and I had the cross-country coach go, you have perfect form. <laughs> like, thanks, I'm not joining your team. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Connor, you're pretty quiet. What's up, dude? Uh, no, I'm just reading into this uh, uh, thing that happened over in Paris today. Yeah, it's oh, crazy. yeah, the bombing. The two bombings. There's, yeah. like, 30, 36 people confirmed dead right now or something like that uh right now the thing i'm looking at it is uh 50 dead oh 50 uh, okay 100 are held hostage this took place outside of uh outside of a museum or uh took place or a concert hall thing yeah that and there's Sorry. a bomb that took place uh yeah and the same thing that happened outside uh uh paris fo- uh soccer stadium when france and germany uh, actually, were taking place. So I'm just re- I'm just reading into this right now. Yeah, there's uh, like a big explosion like during the game that you could hear. It. Like mm-hmm. I saw something uh, on some websites, and it was just like watching a little clip of the game, and you could hear it. And it was pretty crazy. Yeah. So I'm I'm yeah I'm reading a lot about that, and 
four hundred yep. people were inside that uh, at, in that stadium. <coughs> they were trapped. Really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, and the president um, Hollande, or uh, President Hollande, declares a state of emergency. He's closed Paris's borders or France's borders, so nobody's going in or out. Yeah. Ooh, that's huge. Right. Apparently, this is the highest like hit like that they've had since World War Two. Wow. The last thing I just saw said that this was like the highest like death toll or hit something like that since like, since World War Two. Yeah. So wow. Appara- apparently, like I'm I'm looking at little Did facts right here. Some people or apparently attackers tossed explosives Did into the crowd. So yeah, this is pretty intense. Is is there any news on the perpetrators or anything like that? Mm, no, nothing. I know. I didn't. No, there's not, not yet. That's. Yeah, I don't nothing yet, but the the story is literally updating by the minute. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. And last little tidbit, President Obama vows to do whatever it takes to bring terrorists to justice. Well, that's, that's nothing a random. New. <laughs> that's good. That's that's a Bushism almost. Uh, we well, I just think that's a presidentism. That's something that they sh- they should do. Honestly, I feel yeah. like we'll do whatever it takes to eradicate. <laughs> uh, this is, we should. Uh, I don't want to talk politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I got some lighter side of uh, sporting news. Uh, what? Ronda Rousey in preparation for our uh, her uh, fight with Holly Holm. Yep, yes. they got they got to be separated at the weigh-in for one for the UFC. What else is new for the UFC fight? Same, this same. happens meanwhile, every meanwhile, single time. Meanwhile, every UFC and weigh-in ever. Right. Not ever. Most, Not every. Most. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. They're actually funny. They really are. There's a lot of them. They're actually funny. Did you guys see that one where the guy had a boner? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Okay. Why would you say that? Um, Why? Uh, there's one. Uh, the guy played rock paper scissors with him. Yeah, you know, I saw that there. one. <laughs> um, they drink protein shakes together. Um, That's so They take cute. a selfie. It was pretty cool. But uh, with a with a high case or with a high prolific g- match like this, obviously Holly Holm. But still, like, what else is new with a Ronda Rousey fight? Ronda Rousey uh, is always in, like, she's not the one even doing the talking. No, she's it's all always Holly in Holm. the middle of it. It's always Holly Holm. It's Just Holly Holm right now. They both weighed 134, if anybody really cares. I nope. mean, they kind of. They kind of have, have to. to. Well, they have to weigh within 134, 136 range, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a two pound. That's a two pound limit. Yeah. But no, I mean, like, it's going to be a da- It's going to be a good match. I mean, like, because Holly Holm's undefeated, she's 6 0, and then Ronda's. However many she's yeah twelve and zero, so she's got double the record. She's twelve and zero, and eleven of her, uh, was it? By oh. knockout. Nope, not eleven by knockout. It's ten by knockout. Eleven by eleven in the first round. Uh, I think the other ones are probably eleven submission. by eleven in the first round. Mm-hmm. Ten by armbar. Um, the rest of them are by, are by knockout. Um, what is it? I'm trying to remember all of her there's matches. There's a couple of those, like stats. There goes from 12, 11, 10, 9. But see, um, all of her matches combined, she's been in the ring less than I think 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah her longest crazy. fight was like 10 minutes and 53 seconds, and her shortest fight was 14 seconds. And the rest of her fight fighting career has adds up to about 11 minutes. Yeah. So that's she's about been, it. Yeah, she's been killing it. So lately. she's been in the ring for approximately 22 minutes. Yeah. So crazy. let's 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 get the female perspective on this. What do you think of all the uh, all the women fighters, you know, coming through here? I think it's great, honestly. But um, hypothetically speaking, if I were to go against Ronda Rousey, I certainly wouldn't be talking crap to her in any yeah, way before the fight. I'd be like, "Yo, it's a, it's great to go against you. You're a great fighter, whatever." Because I feel like it might 
throw her off a little bit because everybody always goes up there and they get her riled up and then she just knocks them out. I mean, yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened with Bethany Carreria. Or yeah. However the heck you pronounce uh, her last name. Yeah, Beth Correa. Like, it's funny. Like, she talked... Sorry, I, no, I was gonna say I got for I, six I, months. Like I know, ex- yeah. yeah, she was talking for six months, and then like the way, like when they met up, like she was like screaming in her face, and mm-hmm. then I ended up watching the fight the next day, and I she never, destroyed it. I had so yeah. much fun uh, watching that, but uh, you're gonna have to move one way or the other. Me? Yeah, so TV can see you. Okay. Which you gotta just pick a direction. All right, I'll Probably. Just slide yeah, here, you go. That's good. Easier. Not you, Jason. You were fine. She's oh. just gotta move this I'm way. I'm gonna move closer to you. All right. I'm sure he doesn't mind. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm mean like, I, it's it's the fact of the matter is like, agreed, I agree with you, where if you came out and was com- you were completely complied about it, like, I don't know how Ronda would take it. I feel like she's a down-to-earth down down to person enough that would, she'd be just like, okay, cool, good job. Yes. Like, yeah. you're an actual decent person. But like any other person might just be like, what the hell's going on? Like, why are they being nice? And the one thing that Correa screws, uh, messed up on was... She like insulted like Rhonda's family. And then yeah, like, and then, I like, read that. And, like took yeah. a lot of personal shots, and of that's all bad. the people you want to tick off to that it's extent, n- it's Ronda Rousey. Like, why would really? you even think that's a good idea? Right. Like, mm-hmm. You don't want right. to go it, into that it was making like, her mad. Like, I guarantee, I su- I guarantee you, her coaches were like, are like, all right, yeah, you're getting a Ronda. But in the back of her mind, it was like, all right, first of all, you're probably gonna lose. Second of all, you just ticked her off. Third mm-hmm. of all, you just insulted her family. You might die yeah. in your home I country in Brazil. Mm-hmm. You might die. I d- <laughs> How I, that fight wasn't wasn't that the fight that lasted fourteen I seconds? Think that was yep. 14. Yeah, that was that's the fourteen. That, that, that's yeah. the point I was gonna make. That's the fight that lasted fourteen seconds. So everybody went out there and you know paid all this money for pay per view, <laughs> and then I watched it the next day on, on Facebook, and it was like I saw the whole fight. Yeah. <laughs> I watched all fourteen seconds of it. Right. I went on YouTube the day after. It was like, but I'm I'm actually paying one, two, three. She hit her like three times. And just I believe. Bam. It was one, two, three. She hit the ground, and then it started like piling up, obviously. And the referee just was like, "Okay, you need to stop, pull <laughs> Ronda off, because Ronda was gonna kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. literally going to kill her." Yeah, I'm pr- I'm seriously considering um, paying for the pay per view just so I can watch the Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey fight because I'm a huge fan of Ronda Rousey. I, like, amazing what she's done with her career and the kind Such of person a that she is. Fan. <laughs> You knew no, nothing about her before she started. No, I can honestly say no. But no, I, when she started in the UFC, I paid attention to it because I'm mean, like, it was a new thing. Like, I'm a fan of the UFC, and so when they started bringing women in, I'm just like, okay, this could be interesting. UFC 295. Yeah. Holy cow, that's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, so when they started bringing women in, I checked out Ronda Rousey and found out that like she's an unstoppable force right now. Like, yeah. she is amazing at what she does, and I hope she wins because. I don't know. I don't know who Holly Holm is. I like. I looked into some facts. I mean, like she's from er, from Australia, where they're going to be fighting in awesome. Sydney. She's yeah. an awesome. Yep. And then, well, like I've just been reading a lot of articles about why Holly Holmes thinks she's going to win, why Ronda thinks she's going to win, and I mean, like they both have a very good chance. Yeah, I think it'll be one of the better fights that Ronda Rousey's had in the last few, at least. Yeah, for sure. Last few fights haven't even really been fights. No. Been <laughs> it's Ronda, just been Ronda coming out, bam, knockout. I was, yeah. exactly, was going to say, so. I, hope it hosts, I hope it lasts more than 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> like, this, like, if there was ever a fight to, that I would pick that would last longer than Ronda Rousey's usual fights, it would be this one. Like, yeah. I could see this one mm-hmm. maybe going, possibly going three rounds. Yeah. I could see it. This is this is probably the the one thing the one time too where they don't need, where they don't want that to happen you know a short exactly. fight because oh I mean, yeah what what else is on the card honestly there's another women's fight that's pretty high profile but nothing else 
Yeah. Nothing else that I care about anymore. I'm like, but for both of them, this is the high stake one because they're both undefeated. Exactly. Someone's going away with yeah. a loss. And a title. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. So it's, this one's over in one round, in my honest opinion. Like it's we're gonna be our toughest one, but tough as in she makes it past fourteen seconds. Yeah. I guarantee you, <laughs> probably by the time that that they start them up in that second round, night night, Holly Holly's hitting the floor. Like I have Ronda Rousey in this one, honestly. So like, do this, I. It's, it's, hard, it's, not to. it's really still. hard not to. Exactly. Like right. unless somebody get, like I would literally need to talk to someone who can legitimately see the future. For me to pick against Ronda Rousey, and then I'd still put my money on Ronda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how confident I am in her. Because then you just email her like, "I know how you're gonna lose. This is what you do. <laughs> don't do this. Like, well, don't duck left. Stop Whatever rigging you do. the fights, you two. Stop <laughs> rigging the fights. <laughs> Seriously, that's cheating. <laughs> rigging it with time travel. <laughs> Rhonda, well, in two years you're gonna lose. This is what you can't do. <laughs> it's your kids, Marty. We have to go back. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the Cubs won the World Series in 2015, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I wish Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd would have thrown the first pitch. Yes. Oh. Christopher Lloyd would have thrown Holy the first cow, pitch. The that would have been freaking awesome. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he would have. I wonder how Biff Industries is doing. Anybody know about Biff Industries? I think they've supplanted Coca-Cola. Isn't that in Europe? No, Biff, Indus- no, Biff Industries. No, I know no, what you're okay. talking about. Very I was good. making a joke. It was a joke. not existent. It was a joke, yeah. It's a, it's a Back to the Future joke. Yeah. Oh, oh good those, Lord. Those, those <laughs> so, it's uh, really too bad. Okay. Yeah, you want to talk about it? Fine. It's, it is too bad. You know, it was a great story. They have a lot of talent, and I'll give them that. John Lester played pretty good. I don't think he played up to his contract. Not no, at all. I think he played no. pretty good. Uh, Jason Hamill didn't play up to his contract. Jake Arrieta played over his contract. Um, obviously, had a historical second half. Probably, did they announce the Cy Young? They have not yet. He's gonna win the Cy Young. I mean, I there's no if ands or buts about it. Um, you don't have to be on a winning team to win the Cy Young. No. Or the MVP even really. In my opinion. But it helps. But Eric's like, yeah, sh- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we had an entire conversation about this. It helps. I agree. You don't have to be, though. Mm. Oh, yeah, opinion. like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Carried his team. Adrian Peterson is my prime example for Carried that. his team into the playoffs. Legitimately. Without like him, they win probably five games at the I most. Five? I, I, say I, I said like at the four. most. <laughs> I'd say four at the most. Looking at their schedule? No, they probably would win five. Speaking they of. They had some talent. Speaking mm. of the NFL, you guys want to go on record and see who you guys, who you all guys got this weekend? Uh, oh yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we are. We got a full slate. Fantasy picks. I mean, we already. Just kidding. Yeah, we already, yeah, we already picked them with Joe. Yes, true. We did on Whoops. Thursday. So, uh, but we will do that. I do kind of want to. I do want to kind of touch a little bit on base on baseball. So, because I'm looking. All right. All I'm right. looking at. All right. So. What's new in the baseball world? Okay. Besides so let's. Can't say a trade just happened, though, didn't it? Yeah, Craig Kimbrough went from San Diego to Boston. Oh wow, uh, that that just went down. But why? Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Let's why? Because the Padres are literally the worst franchise uh, right now. No, no, don't even say no, that. No, no. Watch your mouth. Just, I don't understand why Boston would go out and get like a reliever of that. Why you? Why is, does he have to watch his mouth? Is no, just watch your mouth. Like San Diego is not like the they're, worst franchise. No, they're pretty not, darn bad. They're bad. They're not the worst. Not, not, yeah. You know. Count, count the worse. stars. Count the stars that they've had though. Tony Gwynn done. What's that have to do with what anything? Are, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with. <laughs> he how was good actually they a are. legend, and he retired. That was it. That's it. 
<laughs> exactly. So what else have they done? Technically, this season, everybody, all the baseball writers actually, if they were, for them to be Nothing. supposedly the one of the That's worst the teams, baseball play, baseball writers penciled them, penciled them in to possibly make the playoffs this year because of the money they spent. It just so happened that everybody on that roster underperformed, but it's not like they were the only team in baseball this year who underperformed. I can think of mm. four others off the top of my head, one of them being my favorite team, but I digress. <laughs> but... Yeah, the White Sox didn't do anything. They did not. Seriously, they did not. You know it was a crazy year when the Astros were one of the highlights of the major leagues. What does that even have to do? They had the best farm system in the league, and you knew that all this talent was going to come up at one point or another. Yeah, it just took forever. You're so going to rush them up? Holy cow, that's what happens. You're not going to take an 18-year-old kid that that you just draft. He never said that it shouldn't take a long time, but it's just – he just said it did take a long time. That's what he happens wasn't, when you're trying like to rebuild a team. It's not like he was saying it should happen fast. Yeah. He was just that's what's stating called, it. That's what's called like rebuilding a team. Like the Brewers are going to go through for the next five years. Yeah. Okay, so the Astros suck. just went through a 10-year rebuilding period. I see. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It was a long time. It was almost like uh, what the Saints did to get Ricky Williams. I mean – when you deplete your farm system so much to go out and trade and trade and trade and try and win now, and then all of a sudden you have nobody, it's going to take a very long time to try and come back. Mm-hmm. The Saints, I mean, come on. Let's trade my entire draft class for Ricky Williams. Okay, let's see how that works out for you in the future. Ricky Williams goes on to move to Miami, and then you're sitting there going, well, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> Play Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks Actually, is Aaron, a legend. Aaron Brooks was not bad, though. He was, no, he wasn't. He, he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Joe Horn, Horn. Who, was, who was a beast. Like, he was Horn really good. Joe Horn was it, though. He didn't have a running yeah, back. He, he barely had, had offensive Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister. McAllister. Don't, don't say anything bad about him. He is, he is really good. Deuce was like six years and done. That's it. But uh, what, How much more can you expect from a NFL player these days? Ten. Fair point. Deuce, yeah. you the average. Just please don't rack on Deuce McAllister because I just no, like good. I just like Deuce McAllister. That's good, all, all I'm saying <laughs> is when Aaron Brooks stepped into that, he he had Joe Horn and a barely average offensive line and yeah, like he Deuce they're, McAllister they're, wasn't even there yet, so he was like, oh god, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, but the whole Astros thing was like, come on, like it. They traded away everything to go to that World Series, and then that was it. They lost in it. Bam. And then everybody I, I was, left I was or retired. I was pulling Every, Everybody left. They went, like, I'm going to go to Greener Pastures. I'm going to try to do a different team or something like that. Sometimes, or they went home. <laughs> they mm-hmm. straight up retired. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that was, that was literally it. It's, and then the Astros were like, well, we need to rebuild. And then they, like, repurposed their franchise and created a new logo. And, I mean, it was going to take time. And that's exactly what happened, exactly what the Cubs did. Uh, name a team that has won and won consistently that hasn't done that. The Yankees. Okay. Well, that's, they that's, buy. That's, that's, um, that's you a either have to buy monster. or oh, you either have to buy or just rebuild. Re- rebuild. So like even the Red Sox the rebuild. Royal, the, the, the Royals, Royals re- rebuild. rebuild. Exactly. Giants rebuild. rebuild. Like any any kind of dynasty esque <laughs> team, which I guess you consider the Giants to be right now. Technically, I still I definitely they're still yes. there. Yeah. If they lose yeah. this next season, then their dynasty is probably over. Yeah. But there's but they're still, still there. Dynasty, yeah. no. They're still a dynasty. So like. And there's that, but uh, the whole trade, the, Craig Kimbrell going to the Boston Red Sox, Correct. that doesn't make sense to me. Why would he go to? Why? What did the Padres get? 
is one of do they get prospects give me one second i'm actually pulling that up that, right pulling that up because right that's now. the only thing i can think of it's like san diego is going all right we're going to start selling these I'm guys sure off for prospects to be, now to be honest it had to be because it, the trade doesn't make sense for boston why w- you know why do you need to add that salary okay so you here's need to bring in a reliever <laughs> at, on a team that isn't great all right yeah, here's exactly. here's this entire thing i'll just read the entire thing that it, that it has here about the trade Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports ha- has reported Kimbrel has been traded to the Red Sox. The return the the return is unknown at this point in time. San Diego's timing in trading its all-star closer couldn't be much worse since it will be a buyer's market this winter. Heyman uh Heyman mentions no fewer than seven late inning relievers whose current teams are either trying to deal them or are fielding calls from other clubs for the services. Despite moving to the spacious Petco Park, Kimbrel had the worst had his worst season to date in the MLB in 2015. His 39 saves were a career low outside of his rookie year, while his 2.58 ERA was also a career high. That's insane. Wow. And that and that's that's actually I don't know what they're where they're getting that numbers. The ERA may be a little high, but those are good numbers for most closers. But, but for a closer whose whose ERA was basically a zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't give up anything when he was with the Braves. That was. Yeah. You got to you got to Kimbrel and the game was over. Done. Yep. It was over. It was almost like that historic year when we had Axford on his prime. It was mm-hmm. you get to the Axe, you get to the eighth. K Rod shuts you down in the eighth, and the Axe Man shuts you down in the ninth, the and that was, was it. So like, like right. the game was over. All you had to do was get to the eighth inning. Yeah, My favorite I'm, part about Axford was his walkout music. <laughs> so good. Came out came out to New Noise by Refused. It was <laughs> so <laughs> sweet. But, uh, I was, uh, and his Axe Man is just. I think it would have been much legend. more effective if he came out to this like, "Here comes the X, here comes the Smasher." <laughs> oh. That would be, that'd be fitting. It would work <laughs> because at that time he was an animal, but uh, for for a very short period of time. But mm-hmm. still, the point I was trying to make is like, uh, Boston doesn't need a back end closer. I mean, they probably do, but that doesn't solve no. like their problem. They uh, need to help adding another back help fixes help fixes a problem. Oh, no. Joe, hey, how's it going, Joe? You. The emergency system's going off? Oh. oh. okay. Well, no big deal. <laughs> the emergency system's going off. Whatever. But, uh, We're all going to die. Just sorry, kidding. viewers. But uh, <laughs> one of one of the things I wanted to touch on as far as baseball is I'm looking at the the hot stove tracker on MLB at bat. And who's going to get traded? Well, as f- right now, who's, who's a free, who's a free agent? San Diego. Like, this is what I have as far as like create, like free agency is <laughs> concerned. Big Poppy will never go so, anywhere. I know. I wanted to... Gay basically play like a little game where it's like, all right, where do, where do you think uh, each of these notable uh, guys will end up, whether they stay with the same team or not, and if, if awesome. not, where? Yeah, let's do it. So starting with first name on the list is David Price. <laughs> David Price going with from Tampa Toronto. Bay to. He's not on Tampa Bay. Oh no, I'm he's sorry. with Toronto. Tampa oh, Bay, no. and then he Tampa went to Detroit. Now he's, then he's in Toronto. Toronto. So does he stay with Toronto or, or does, does he go? And if he goes. Where? Where does he go? Uh, he plays third base, right? He's a pitcher. David Price is a <laughs> all-star pitcher. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> hold on. Hold, I'm sorry. I'm Plus, sorry. he's left-handed, so it's like, oh, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've never heard of a left-handed. Forgot. Forgot. My friend Tucker played third base. He's left-handed. I, I did forget. It's cool. I did forget about David um, Price for a second. I, I think he stays, honestly. I do, um, I don't see another team trying to pick him up other than possibly, but, I mean, obviously this is a stretch. Uh, either one of the two Chicago teams. Um, those are the only two places I could see him possibly going, but I don't think he's going to go there. I honestly 
don't think that. Uh, I think he likes what's going on in Toronto. He's got a good team uh, around him, so it's got to be Toronto. He's got R.A. Dickey with him, too, in that lineup location. R.A. Dickey. He's horrible. He's, he's, he was. He's such a well, one hit. But what wonder. I'm saying, like, is he's got an offense now. He's I, got. Oh my god. He's got yeah, he Tulo does. at short. Um, he's got uh, Bautista. Bautista. The bringer Russell of rain. Martin, bringer of rain. Like they're AKA Josh Donaldson. Yeah, they have a. He's very got Ben offensive. Revere. <laughs> like that is the greatest outfielder. <laughs> 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 All right. All he's right. hit one home run in his career. Okay, so real quick, who thinks he's staying in Toronto? Yo, uh, I, I do. do too. I'll I go do. with that one. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> thinks. All of you said. All of you said. Do Toronto? you think something different? I'm I I think he stays in Toronto just because of what the uh, what they did after the trade. I it's think that was enough to keep him. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, when they traded for him and then they went out and got too low, like that right there seals the fact that they're going to keep too low and keep David Price. Yeah. Tulo going to Toronto and the fact that they have David Price now is going to keep Tulo there, and David Price seeing that Tulo's there is going to keep David Price there. Mm-hmm. So. Say the only other team that could take him away is my, uh, Miami, but that's only because they throw a boatload of my, money at him. Miami's not going to – they've quickly no. learned their lesson. They are not paying that much money for anyone anymore because mm-hmm. it's yeah. flops the last – they tried to run that experiment when they got – uh, Jose Reyes and made Ozzy Guillen the highest paid manager. Ozzie. And they tried and they tried to do all this stuff and it they didn't Hanley even moves to third. And then they tried to move and the, they didn't couldn't even make it to the all star break before that move absolutely Who's their first flopped. Baseman? I feel like they had a really good first baseman. It was uh, me. It wasn't oh. <laughs> Yo, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? How come uh, Yo, what, what, what happened? I needed to leave. I was done with it. I got over baseball. I was just in for the Needed to move on to better things. Baseball. Like going to college. Yeah. All right. So the next player on the list is Zach Greinke. Obviously, he exercised the opt-out clause, and he also recently declined his qualifying offer. So, Zach Greinke. He ain't staying in Los Angeles. Not not the Dodgers. Well, where does he go then? I know. I'd say Nationals. Nationals will pay for him. They don't I, have that's that solid, I guess. Money? Do they? They don't have. They don't have enough. They I don't, don't have, think the they have enough money. They don't have Zach Greinke payroll. Oh, no. Imagine no. this. Not. I know they don't have the money for it, but just Im- or they don't have probably enough money for it. But imagine this. Listening. The Mets. Oh. <laughs> oh it my God. It, it can't. It Dude, can't. sit there. You got Matt Harvey, Degrom, Syndergaard, Greinke is your fourth guy. Holy cow! Maybe the Yankees get him and they start rebuilding their rotation. Oh, with him. I would especially hate that. especially with CC Sabathia going through all of his, you know. Actually, the Yankees does not year. sound too. The Yankees they are, always have money. Exactly, so you know that's the only team that makes sense to me because of the money. Yeah. The Dodgers, honestly, the Yankees, <laughs> the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Angels <laughs> yeah. are the only team but that yeah. makes sense. Brewers. Uh, what about uh, possibly? Oh, I mean, that's a push. Maybe the Mariners. Seattle, I could man, see that maybe. just a little bit, but not. I don't think there'll be like big dogs for them. Okay, no. uh, new update, uh, real quick about the the Kimbrough trade. All we all we know right now is that four minor league prospects were dealt. We wow. the, the names have not yet been released, so there's that. And I'm just gonna assume all of you think Granky's not staying in LA. Mm-hmm. At no, least the doc- he's not. So yeah, where he's so where does he go? Like, probably the Yankees. Like, yeah, like, like starting with you, Bryce. So you said you said Yankees. Uh, probably the Yankees. The only other team I can really see right now would 
maybe be the Mariners. Oh, wow. Ne- breaking news again about this Granky trade. So the, the prospects have now officially been... Uh, you mean the Kimbrough trade? The, yeah, the Kimbrough <laughs> trade. Uh, prospects have now officially been released, are announced. Let me pull this up real quick. Um, Just all over this right now. We're all over this. this is on the spot this recording. Is, this is exactly. ba- like baseball free agency is my is my game. Like I love it. <laughs> okay, so the Padres confirmed Kimbrel was traded to Boston for Manuel Margot, Logan Allen, uh, Carlos Asuaje, and Javier uh, Guerra. Let's see any up. I'm trying to look at any notable things about these prospects. They sound like half of them are at least from Cuba, from the Cuban League. Development league. Yeah. So. That's what happens now in the Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you you said Yankees, Bryce. Eric, where do you think he goes? Where Where else would he go though? That's the big. I issue. thought the Dodgers. Like, I thought about the Dodgers. You see the Angels. Uh, he, Going the Dodgers. back to the Angels? the Angels. I could see it a little bit, but I don't I'm think so. He'd go back there and he'd be the ace, and who else would pitch with him? Yo, Adrian just sent me a message about who he th- where he thinks uh, Granky should go or who Cubs. would who Don't would get say him. the Cubs. He did not say the Cubs. <laughs> All right, good. He did say Houston. I wouldn't be surprised. Dallas Keuchel and Zach Granky, the one-two punch in Houston. They, they could have not a not in. But do they? My only question is, do they have stretch? But after but, the, after the year Zach Granky had, you know he's commanding. A lot. Yeah, he's spending a lot of money, so which do, doesn't wouldn't do make ast- sense for the Astros. It doesn't, because the Astros want to rebuild and everything, and just and they, in-house. They've already. I feel in-house. like their their rebuild is kind of over. They're they still have. Tr- their, they're trying to win their now. best pitching prospect still down there in AAA, so they still exactly. got him to come up. So yeah, so like, why would you go out and like spend all the money? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just it could happen. Like I could see possibly that happening. Their pitching you know? staff was pretty good this year already. Adding Zach. More Kirk, pitching is never like, a bad thing. That's great. All right, but uh, real real quick around the room, Eric, where do you think Granky goes? I don't know. I, I, my best guess is probably the Yankees or, yeah, I'm just going to go with the Yankees because they have the most money to give anyone Amanda? ever. So. Um, I guess I'll just follow along with the Yankees because I don't even really know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I, 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 I can dig that. Jason. Um, Washington or the Yankees? Devin. I thought Angels or Yankees. Washington would be interesting. I could possibly see the Angels. Like that's just because they're in a big market too. They have they usually have money to throw around. They already had them too. Exactly. So that's yeah. So he might go back to something that he going back to Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I I I had a thought about that, but I don't think they're gonna go. They necessarily want or need to go after him. Obviously, being to the World Series and winning this year. Yeah. Like I don't, they 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 may do it, but I don't think they. Like have, you said, have pitching need. never hurts, though. I know exactly. You got Edison Volquez. Uh, um, who else are the pitchers? Edison Volquez, uh, Ventura, flamethrower, Cueto, and then who? I don't even know. What to yeah, use. that's it. Exactly. That's all I know. But, but I mean, could happen, great like, <laughs> All right. So next person on the list is actually one of said Kansas City pitchers, Johnny Cueto. I think he stays. <laughs> He always yeah. finds a way to end up with Edison. So, like, yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, I think he stays. After For winning the Him World and Edison Series, Volquez are like that. They really are. And mm-hmm. he performed well in the World Series, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did. Yeah, exactly. surprisingly, we all exactly. sat here. Yeah, we thought every he every was single person sat uh, sat here and was like, "Oh, Johnny Cueto. I don't know about him. He's yeah, he's not reliable and stuff like that." But he played well, so I think he'll I think he'll stay at least. I, I agree. believed in him back in the day when he was with the Reds. I just felt like he needed a better team around him. Yeah, but when he got to the playoffs with the Reds, he he'd chilled. always miss like one piece. The Reds were always missing one piece. They were. This, oh man, this inch, this like close. one guy. Yeah. They were like one tough. guy away. They're another one. That's that's another team about to go on the rebuild. Brandon Phillips might actually be dealt to the West Coast. Actually, I, re- I read that yesterday. Uh, <sighs> next next player on the list, Jason Hayward. I think he stays in St. Louis. Honestly, yep. Uh, they got a good thing going there, and I don't think he wants to leave. No, I don't um, think I don't see how someone could want to leave that team other than they're just money. They just want money because mm-hmm. really, they're St. Louis is going to pay you though. Like they're not exactly, going to pay you like the top dollar like the Yankees will, but they're going to pay you. But like, that's what I'm saying. Like he's if he. The only way I could see him leaving is if Yankees throw in a un, just an unbelievable amount of money at him. I mean, he won a gold glove this year, too. Yeah, so he's and a really good player. So, like, the point I was trying to make there is previous right fielders for the St. Louis Cardinals in recent years have been Carlos Beltran and Lance Berkman. <laughs> and now they finally got a gold glove right fielder. I think they're going to do whatever they can to keep him. I agree. That's I hate to admit it, but you're probably right because I can't stand the Cardinals. But uh, yeah, they, he's gonna come got, to the Brewers. They've, they've got a winner. They've got yes, a winner. It's gonna happen. They've got a winner. I'm just glad that he seems like he finally got his career back on track because he was one of my favorite players, and he just kind of fell off the wagon a little bit in Atlanta. And ever since uh, he went to St. Louis, he's got his career back on. Probably gonna win. I uh, believe he already won the Gold Glove. If not, he's oh he did. Did he? Oh, he won the Gold Glove well, this year. Even even better, definitely deserved. And he and at, at the plate, he's finally putting up the consistent Jason Hayward numbers that everyone expected him to put up. So I'm really excited. So I think he stays. I don't think I think he finally found the team where he can. Yeah. He found his niche. So I just I wanted to ask one question real quick before we move on. Yeah. We got plenty of time, anyways. Um, this whole uh, Gold Glove situation. What do you think about the Ioannis Cespedes winning the Gold Glove in the American League? What? The Ioannis Cespedes won the Gold Glove oh. for the Detroit Tigers when he played half the season with the Mets. I mean, was there really not any not anyone else in the outfield? Exactly, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> I was like, really? I, like you can't? I think that's a very shoddy move. You, you found a guy that got traded like halfway through the season, and you're like, oh, he deserves to be a Gold Glove winner. But you, you're like, oh, does he take it in the NO or the AO? Or do we just like sit him and go? All right, next man up. Who is the next best fielder? I, I, think I don't. I think that's kind of unfair to him then, though. But but it's unfair to d- everybody else because now the guy finishes out his season as a Met, and like, are you basing his Gold Glove off of what he did in uh, Detroit, or are you basing it off the whole year? Because the whole year, then like, oh well, all this over here, like the latter half of the season, that's all NL like. But so he's competing <clears throat> against guys in the NL. That's so you still can't throw not, his uh, stats. I mean, that's still kind of not fair to him because no, it's not. Because I, like, I get what you're saying. Because if he was deserving of it the first half of the year when he was in the AL, him being moved to the NL, that's still not saying that he doesn't deserve it because he still played well. But yeah, I still think it's just weird though. It is. It's a really. Strange I don't think. Th- I, I don't think it should have happened. I've never heard of something like that happening before. But I don't think that. Him switching to an NL team uh, is enough to warrant not giving it to him entirely. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I get it. I feel like there's probably someone out there that played a little bit better than him. In yeah, the I'm AL just saying, altogether. like, if they... Like, Alex Gordon didn't win a gold glove, I don't think. 
Not to my knowledge. Alex Gordon, the left fielder for the Kansas City Royals, won four straight gold gloves. Speaking of which, he's also a free agent. And there you go. Bam. Transition. (laughs) Staying in Kansas City. Most likely. I honestly think he stays in Kansas City. There is one team that I know who's actually going to be actively pursuing him. Who? The Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Wow. As soon as Connor said, I know. That's the the only – they don't have – I mean, they do, but I don't know if they're going to flex it anymore because they did that last offseason and look where it got them. Yeah. So they probably won't do it. I would like it if they got him because he's probably the most consistent one out of the group that we just blew all that money for. But he's he's staying in Kansas City. I don't see how he leaves. If he leaves and he does choose to go to the White Sox, then the White Sox got to dump an outfielder. We talked about this with the whole Yoan assessment. We did, yep. And uh, I guess the man out was Melky Cabrera. Mel- Melky out. was the man out, yeah. He's the man out if Alex Gordon goes there. But I don't think Alex Gordon's going to leave Kansas City. I, d- I doubt he leaves. Yeah, you it got, would take him getting like, massively paid. Like, okay, you got so much young talent. Lorenzo Cain is like 25, 26. Alcides yeah. Escobar is like 24. Moustakis is like 25. Hosmer is like 25. Uh, ben Zobris is probably the oldest guy out there right now, and he, he's like – 29, 30. Given the state of the American League Central right now, and just maybe overall the entire American League, it can be it can be said, the, and given how young Kansas City is, we could be looking at another dynasty uh, at a future be. at a future dynasty. It's a big could be a good a big maybe, but given the talent that they have, and I mean, unless unless the division shapes up and gets back to be hyper competitive like it used to be in the early in like the mid part of uh, the last decade or so. Like as far as like the American League, they'll probably run the league as as far as like as far as that's concerned. But World Series titles, I mean, so, we, at some point, I would like to see a Kansas City St. Louis World Series because that's probably going to happen down the line. Who played center field for the Kansas City Royals? Lorenzo Cain. Okay, then who played right field? Because I thought Lorenzo Cain played right field for him. Uh, Jared Dyson, I believe. Oh no, Alex Rios. At Re- oh, yeah, no, Rios, Rios, Rios. All right, sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, so you got one old guy to replace and Ben Zobers to replace. That's what I'm saying. Like you got the, all the young talent's gonna stay. You can you can find somebody to, to replace Benzo. Benzo they thought, Benzo. but they thought they had it last year with Omar Infante. It's Omar Infante. He he he's past his prime. Omar Infante hit three fourteen for him last year, though. Yeah, but not a lot. And of he also runs. played you know played very well when he was in Detroit. Like they thought they had it. Uh, Benzobras didn't do much more. Like ben he probably Zobris, hit a few more home runs and his average was down a little bit. Ben Zobris isn't isn't like one of the big better like he's a he's a decent bat, but I I guarantee you one of the big reasons that they signed him was because of his incre- he can basically play anything not named pitcher and catcher, and he yeah. he has a glove like the dude yeah, has true. a straight up gloves. So I think they his bat was appreciated, but I guarantee you he's more of a defensive upgrade over there at second. Yeah, yeah, Zorbers, I was just about to say, uh, having played fantasy baseball, you could slot him in third, you could slot him in at second, you could slot him in at short or in the outfield. You know, he's a pretty unilateral player. Here's another – all right, so another – actually, if we're going to – since we're on the topic of Ben Zobrist, where does he go? Because his contract's up. Oh, God, you got to stay in Kansas City. Yeah. If, you're, if I'm Ben Zobrist and, you know, I've been playing with the Rays for a while and I saw the talent coming in there uh, – and I see all this talent around me in Kansas City, and they're all young. Their oldest guy right now is probably like 26. I mean, I can't think of anybody who would be older. Perez is, you know, Perez and Kane and probably Moose are like the oldest guys there. Probably. And they're all like 26. 
Like, you, know, you got to sit there and go, oh, well, I'm in it for the long run. Dynasty, here we go. Seriously, why would you leave? You just won a World Series with all these guys. Yeah, I don't know why anyone would leave the Royals right now. It doesn't. Unless he's just like, oh, I won my World Series. I'm going to go get some money. Unless yeah, unless you maybe see, like, the writing on the wall. Is this, like, a one-year deal? And maybe you see, like, maybe the— I doubt it. They were not. there last year. Or the Astros—maybe the Astros are for real, and maybe you want to take that chance if and, you know, go there. Or do you want to go to maybe, like, uh, another division rival, like the Indians? You think they might have no. a resurrection? In, uh, no, no. That team isn't a—oh, my lord, no. That's bad. Oh, my God. Whew. That, that team yeah, isn't— Good Lord, Cleveland. You know, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I don't think he goes anywhere. He's going to have yeah, interest from every team in the league because of because ver- anywhere in the league can find a place to put him. But as far as the best fit, it's right in Kansas City. I think – The only other place I can see him actually going, in all honesty, is Arizona. But he's not going there. Because Without that, I was, gonna, I was thinking St. Louis. Were you? Yeah. Where would they put – They'd find a spot. Trust me. <laughs> He would have to be like the first utility off the bench. Like everywhere they, every position is like solid. Johnny Peralta's getting old. That's very true. That is very true. So don't they have a prospect coming up? As they always tend to do. Yeah, well they always do. But you got Matt Adams at first. You got um, Colton, Wong. Colton Wong at second. Johnny Peralta at short. Uh, uh, man, we just Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter at third. Matt Halliday's your left fielder. Your center fielder is. Um, is it Piscotti? Yeah. Yeah. And then Hayward's your right fielder. Catcher, you out of here, Molina. So, I could honestly see them going. If they want to go a straight offensive lineup, they move Jason Hayward over to center, kind of like the Reds did with Shinsu Chu, and just move Jason Hayward over to center. And they did that for a little bit in Atlanta, too. Jason Hayward played a little bit of center yeah. field. And you shoot Ben Zobrist out into right. Think about that team for a second. Or or they can do the exact same thing you just said, shift over uh, Hayward to, cent- to center, and they could potentially be in the running for this next guy. Yoan you want to assess for this. We talked about this. We talked about this. We did. I mean, it would be great. It would be like that- I would hate ever playing the Cardinals because they'd put up 30 on us. Like It would just be insane. I don't think I. I don't think he's gonna go there. I, I doubt think he he's gonna. S- oh, Where do you man, think he goes? I don't even know. Eric, it's help really me out tough. on this one. It's really tough. I agree. Like, Who, where does he go? Uh, what team is he currently playing for? Place for yeah. the Mets. I kind of could see him staying in the Mets. I you feel could? like. Yeah. I, w- I see a maybe a tentative one year contract extension. But he with maybe a trade deadline uh, trade. Oh, this man's getting paid year. after the second half he had. Yeah. It's like one of those things where uh, we don't really know what kind of player he is because he's played with Oakland, Detroit, Boston, now the Mets. But they've all been via trade for the most part. That's so true. We, so this is, I think this is his first ever free agency class. Exactly. So he, I don't know if he's looking to get paid more. I think he's looking to get paid. Or if, after, he's looking after to like, he's or if he's looking at the Mets going, oh, you know what? Uh, this is a World Series team. I'm yeah, that's what I'm. Th- that's why I feel like he – he uh, could have some strong feelings for staying with the Mets because obviously they're a solid team. They have amazing pitching, and if he can continue to play like he did last last half of the season, why wouldn't he stay with the Mets? You know, they were he was a big part of the reason they went to the World Series. So 
I could see that. The only yeah, other, that's. I hate to say it. The only other team I could see going out there is their crosstown rival. Yep. Yep. The, yeah, the Yankees yeah, just going out and buying them. I mean, that, I would, that short, wouldn't even surprise that me. That short though. porch in left, then. Oh my goodness, Jonas Espinas just hit fifty. Just hit fifty. Probably hit really? like. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I could see. He could break the the most. Record. Yeah, the surprising. Maybe uh, steroids, but that's beside the point. The only. Yeah, the only other place that wouldn't surprise me is the Yankees. So. Other than the Mets, I, yeah, I uh, there, there's not many other places I could see him going. Now we got DJ bidding. Joe Cool back on. DJ Joe Cool, Welcome back. where do you think Yoannis Cespedes is gonna go? Is he gonna stay with the Mets? Is he gonna go somewhere else? I mean, the only other team that Eric and I and Connor and Jason, Amanda, sure, she's sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll Amanda, by the way, I have a message from your mother. Oh, uh, she's out in oh. the studio. <laughs> Nothing bad, nothing bad, but she's out in the studio just as a heads up, so don't like go out and You're in trouble. that way okay. or in the parking lot, okay? So right. just Thank you. Hi, Mom. You're <laughs> in so much trouble we'll, right we'll now. We'll try and get you involved a little bit more, Amanda. We're, we're right. try, adjusting we'll the mic try, here. We'll try and wrap this. You're loud. I'm just trying to adjust yeah. the mic. You're oh. so loud right now. Sorry. All right, so where Sorry, is Cespedes going to end up? The only other conclusion, the only conclusion we've come up with is he stays with the Mets because they're a World Series team, or two, he goes to the Yankees for money. That's about <sighs> it. We haven't thought we haven't thought of another team that he could go help make better and well, you can help still make get a lot paid. of teams better, but well, I, help I and still get paid too. The only, other, I mean, it's a stretch for San Francisco. Um, but I I think he's gonna ultimately end up in the uh, pinstripes. And by pinstripes, I mean the New York Met pinstripes. Oh, look at that, everybody! Huh? I do. I think um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him with the Yankees, and I think I may be wrong. I, I may be wrong, but my gut feeling certainly is with the uh, the New York baseball Yankees. And wow, uh, that's bad. Yeah. The, I, I'm props to you for trying, but the, that's nothing like the New York football Giants. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, I think it, it will end up uh, in New York one way or another, and I do believe that it's going to be uh, with the Mets. All right. How about speaking of the Mets? What's up? Uh, Daniel Murphy rejected oh. the Mets qualifying offer. I was. I Is he to talk going about him somewhere? Too. I think he's an idiot. He resigns with the Mets. I think Maybe? he said uh, a report came out that he was. It was mostly unlikely that he would uh, go back to the Mets. So uh, I bet he goes. The to assumption the is that he's walking. So okay, so he goes to the Yankees. I, where does he play on the Yankees, though? I mean, I mean, that's Yankees. all stacked. I team. mean, there is a rumor that the Yankees are looking to get rid of Brett Gardner. After, after that's the an era. outfielder, though. This is an this is a second baseman by trade and a first baseman fill in. True. Milwaukee go after him. I don't think they will, but I would. I, I would that be would okay. be. Not, I would Scooter, like to see him Scooter in Milwaukee. I think. I, I think what you do, like if if it was in theory Milwaukee, go. Uh, Ship Shooter back down to AAA because I think that may not be the worst option. Um, he's already been, he already went down for a little bit this season. Get him a few more years down there. A few more years? Like this, this dude's like how old is this Scooter? He's like 25, 26 already. He's not that old. Yes, he is. I can check. I, I got you guys. He's let like, me let me take care of he's that. He's like what? 14, 15? I'd say the Pirates would be a nice uh, fit. I, I think the Pirates can always use another puzzle, especially after they sputtered in the postseason. Sean Rodriguez is the second baseman, yeah. and their first baseman is Pedro Alvarez. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, <laughs> what about the Rockies? Scooter Jeanette is 25. My bad. 
He is 25, May 1st, 1990. So he's 25, but if you give yeah. him a couple more years, you're still yeah. only getting like maybe yeah, four I know. I good well, years I, out of I don't him. Or at the best case scenario, you use him. You use him in a trade package if you know you're going to get somebody good. That's true. But if if you if they do hypothetically get Daniel Murphy, who I would like to I see them get, I don't think that'll happen. No, I, think, I don't think they'll get. Him. They move Scooter over to third. Keep Daniel. I don't know. Who's their third baseman right now? Uh, That's a good question. It's up, it's up in the air. It's either Ilion Herrera, um, what's his name, Gomez, what, Hector Gomez, Hector Gomez, and uh, there's one other guy that played third for him. Well, Jason Rogers played like two games at third, but I think he's Jason not the. Being, nah, he's more of a first baseman. He's more of the first baseman guy. And then uh, one other guy that played a little bit there too, but it's main. It was mainly Hector Gomez and uh, Ilian Herrera, and Ilian Herrera is just like he plays anywhere in the infield. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. Ilian Herrera actually played a little bit of first base too. See, I've heard reports that uh, Chris Davis may be moved to first. Which would make sense. Since he holy has no crap, arm. I've been calling for that for a while now. The dude has the worst arm in the MLB. Yes. Just should not be playing in the outfield. The only thing he's good at is he's actually kind of decently fast, and he does make good reads on the ball. But as far as if a ball is hit over his head or anything like that and he needs to throw it in, I loved it when we had Gomez out there because Gomez would run over to left field and say, no, I'm throwing this ball in because he has no arm. Nope. Absolutely no arm. You could see the lob on it. His glove is decent. I'll give it's it that. Pr- it's okay. It's not the greatest, but no, you're right. It's you could just see the lob going. Guys are not afraid to run on him. <laughs> it's bad. Turtles it's, are not afraid to Yo- run on him. Yoannis Cespedes <laughs> now in left field <laughs> for the Milwaukee Brewers. That'd be ridiculous. I'd rather see them move if that was in theory. Braun back to left and put Cespedes in right. No, Cespedes plays left field now. I think the issue is money. It's always been money for the Brewers. Yeah. They can only afford one or two big They got stars. a $90 million uh, payroll. And How they much are of the that is being eaten up by Braun, though? A lot. And yeah. they are the second. Um, this, I mean, I guess this kind of. They are the second smallest TV market. Do you know that? Yeah. I didn't I, know that, but I know it doesn't surprise me one You want to know the surprising one that mm. the smallest one is? Uh, you want to guess? Colorado. Kansas City. I believe that. Kansas City is the smallest TV market in baseball right now. Well, that's going to change. Oh yeah, it it goes back and forth between Milwaukee and Kansas City. But you figure because with the with the uh, the St. St. Louis is in yeah with the Cardinals being on the other side of Missouri, you get you get a lot of Cardinals fans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, what were we talking? Daniel Murphy. Where do you think he's going to go? Um, maybe the Rockies if they're willing to plump down some cash. No. I don't see. I don't see that happening Cause, because they just did that with Jose Reyes and the Rockies. I thought you. Th- I thought the Marlins were the team that did that. That was Reyes years ago. Bounced, that was years bounced around. Reyes, Reyes bounced around from, and then they shit and then Toronto bounced. shipped yeah, them over to Colorado. Around. Mets, Miami, Miami to Toronto, Toronto to Colorado. He Colorado was in the to about to be unemployed. Yeah. After that recent is- incident with his Does Seattle supply. have any money for him? They might. I think I mean, they got Robbie Cano. That's true. Robbie Cano. That's true. I like that. Robbie Cano. I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking it's gonna it's gonna be a team that we don't really think has enough like has enough money to sign them, but we we're, we're thinking of all these like bigger place teams. It's gonna Toronto. end up being like Baltimore, Cleveland. Yeah, it's gonna be a team like that. Cleveland, Baltimore, like Cleveland one of those has teams. Michael Brantley. 
Wait, not yeah. That's they had, Michael Brantley is an outfielder. Michael, who's the not not the first? Not, uh, Carlos Jason Carlos, Kipnis. Kipnis is the second base. Yes, but can't they, can't Daniel Murphy play first base too? He can, but he doesn't. You know, with the way it works out, is his glove and the amount of power that he brings to the table. They rather play like him at glo- second. Because I mean, if they want to try to go with like a better defensive first baseman, you can find somewhere else to put Carlos Santana. Uh, they tried that. They tried moving him to third. Yeah, that flopped. And that was horrible. Yeah, it was. I I don't, that was the first catcher since. Um, Make him a DH. I don't know because his bat's big. Carlos Santana has a bat. So I mean, if you want to Tony Larusa. So I mean, if you want to keep him in the lineup, that was the first catcher since Tony Larusa that I've seen move from catcher to third. <laughs> like that's yeah. that doesn't happen. You know, like honestly, I think the best fit for him, although highly unlikely, the best fit's probably Milwaukee. That might be the best fit. Best uh, fit. I don't even know. Diamondbacks? No, they got. Uh, uh, Is it Aaron Hill? Aaron Hill. I mean, just because he declined the the offer, why doesn't ooh, mean he's probably here's one more money. Here's one. Uh, Adrian just said Atlanta. That's a. I guess. Good. I guess I could Possibly, see that. Yeah. I could see that. I'm going with Cleveland. I'm sticking firm on the Indians. That's where he lands. You're an Indians fan, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. A I little like bit. the tribe. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Bob, you could like the tribe too. Adrian's like their apparel. Harry Doyle here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adrian. Adrian's a huge tr- uh, Cleveland fan. Huge. He's apparel got a jacket wide. and everything. Like just likes huge to talk Cleveland about, He fan. likes to talk about the tribe with gas station attendants. He really does. He does. He, does. he loves like, talking Jason, about Jason, next Cleveland. time you see him asking him anything, I guarantee you he'll, he'll go on like a 20-minute rant. Seriously. He's really big. He loves really big, Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland fan. Just absolutely loves him. Uh, he actually only just owns a jacket. No, he's he loves them. I, I, I sticking he, with it. He loves them. I think he secretly loves them more than he wants to. Admit. He's like, oh, I just had the jacket, but I guarantee you, like, we went to his place. We walk in, and he's got like, just his his walls are like painted Cleveland Indian colors, like that blue and that red. Major League is playing on loop on his television. I was just about to say he's got he's got he's got a signed Pedro Serrano voodoo doll. <laughs> he has like a seat from the old stadium <laughs> that they sold off at one point. How about the Pirates? I I thought about that. That'd you'd be, you'd be kicking out Neil Walker. Yeah, but, but yeah, I could see that. But Murphy is the better option, I think. Yeah. How about Detroit? Eh, could they pay for him? Probably. Yeah. Now they is, got isn't Ian Kinsler still there. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about him. Rangers. Uh. Who's the Rangers? Now? Rangers have the guy. I just can't. Remember. Ooh. Um. How about uh the Angels? That's the one I'm going with. Angels? She, right. Sure, why not? She's going with the Angels. <laughs> well, they just uh, – Eric Ibar was just traded for um, – oh, man, who did the Angels get? Oh, Simmons. Yeah, Angels and yep. Simmons. So now you got Angels and Simmons and yeah. Daniel Murphy. I did. I, I think it was. I don't interviews. remember. I don't know who the second from. baseman is, like the starting second baseman is for uh, the Angels right now. It's not as I couldn't tell you. anymore, right? No. Uh, Orioles, who's their second baseman? Doesn't matter. JJ's I don't know. Stop. JJ's a shortstop. Third baseman. Yeah. Well, we can name everybody else on the team except their second baseman. Atlanta's a probably a good one. Um, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. They got uh oh man, what's his name? Um. Oh, not Okafor. Um. Rugnet Odor. Yeah, Odor. Thank you. I started with an O. I was trying to think of it. Um, but I think he's been up and down. And his he's got an injury bug now, so 
Don't know how long he's going to last. Nationals, no. Uh, Reds, no. If they keep uh, Brandon Phillips. Padres, no. They're selling everybody. Seattle Mariners got uh, Robbie Cano. Indians, possibly. Brewers, we talked about. The Rays. Possibly, I guess. It'd be interesting. Miami. Nope, they got D. Gordon. He won a, he won a gold glove, so they're keeping him. Um, the Athletics. Oh, jeez. <laughs> ah, those guys are. Will, like is real he is he that fit though for the? Uh, the Moneyball system. The Moneyball system. But everybody like in court like they're not just strictly Moneyball. I know. I'm just making a reference. What are we doing? I honestly, I think. I think the Angels. Yeah. You, you pair him up with Angelton Simmons now. Right. Look at me making a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I think he goes there. Just thinking that. Pardon the interruption, but uh, the. Uh, it's a great show. The, uh, uh, no, the. Um, let's go around the horn. The, um, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, update on the Paris. Uh, at least now the debt's all up to 153. Oh, man. Wow. Sorry. Oh we, our hearts are with the people of Paris. Yeah, I can't believe that. And apparently, also, I just read that there's a, if I'm reading this correctly, a Japanese uh, earthquake too, 7.0 in Japan. Whew. So wow, this is depressing. This is a depressing we moment. This is the high like, ball. What would you like to talk about? Yes, baseball, basketball, football, hockey. What you know? Not baseball. Not okay. baseball. <laughs> she hates baseball. All right. <laughs> what, what would you rather talk about? I basketball, don't know. football. Anything. anything. Any, I'm just down for anything. Because I'm assuming baseball. you're going to be here till like 8 and then you're going to yeah. leave. So, yeah. did, by any chance, like, Bell. I don't oh, know, did you, a, uh, did you, uh, did you guys, yeah. like, talk that's about, like, what idea. she's doing with, uh, Jeff, uh, with the Chargers by any chance? No. Wait, when I, I literally, like, introduced her and then the tennis team and then or the someone team came on I mean, and we, I was like, I, mean, I got to get out of here yeah. before they eat me. I mean, we, I mean, we, I mean, we could just talk about what she does. Yeah. So. Are we going to talk about me? That's yes. my favorite Let's talk subject. about you. Let's talk about you. <laughs> yes, let's talk about us. you. So tell us about you. Okay, well, I'm a senior at Jefferson High School. Um, I mean, I just won vice president of art club. Everyone Ooh. voted for me, but that might be because I was the only one who ran for the position. <laughs> you know what? You no one needs to know that. Yeah, yeah. next time just leave <laughs> that. Yeah, no one needs to know that. <laughs> I'll mark it down on my notes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what do you do with the uh, – you work with the Jefferson County Chargers, right? Somehow? Uh, I thought that's what it was. Last time I checked, is that play-by-play? Um, well, we haven't worked with the Jefferson Chargers, but um, <coughs> at my school, uh, I pioneered this class called Mass Media, and we do a play-by-play sports software. Yeah. So that's probably what you were thinking because we do the high school football games and stuff. Oh, that's <laughs> very cool. School. Do you oh. yourself do? Yeah, but we don't we don't have audio, so I I've worked the camera. I just cool. I was wo- I was wondering if you if you would buy any if you would by any chance uh want to talk about uh the team day pod- uh, uh, yeah. podcast if you we like can to talk about that yeah like, just, yeah go. talk more about <laughs> this is <laughs> great uh, I love this segment <laughs> this is amazing this is so much better than the baseball part <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey everybody's got their strengths and their weaknesses uh, but yeah I was just hoping you could uh, just uh, talk about uh what what you have going on there yeah so um I've been involved in the Teen Day broadcasting program for four years now so started when I was a freshman it was the first year it became a thing and Dan Pettigrew brought it out from LA and he's great it's funny stuff he's taught me everything I know um, basically it's a program for 
teenagers who are interested in learning more about broadcast and want to go into broadcast when they're older. So where is, so w- what do you hope to do? Are you just strictly want to go radio, TV, both? Like, what is your uh, ultimate, like, goal, I guess you can say? Um, well, the ultimate goal is probably to work with Ryan Seacrest on radio. That'd be oh awesome. Gosh. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I think, oh I think goodness. you might have to uh, eliminate some competition. Da, 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 da. You know, yeah, I believe in you. Just really you believe in me? I do. Thank you're gonna you. Up, yeah, you're gonna yeah. Up, yeah. Right. I, I believe in you. Well, I, I, believe, I believe in, in her. But I'm just, I'm going, oh, God, because, like, yeah, just uh, every girl, I want to work with Ryan Seacrest. Well, I mean, he's on top. It's true. He and? is. <laughs> top dog. So was Casey Kasem in 20, 20 years ago. Joe Buck? I mean, I wouldn't mind. Joe Buck isn't terrible. Troy Aikman makes him bad, okay? <laughs> like, this, this besides the point. <laughs> I miss but, Pat yeah. Summerall. Yeah. Pat Summerall here. <laughs> anyway, thanks, John. <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah, so uh, how's like how's the college search going on? Like, have you narrowed it down? Have you picked a place? Yeah, um, I got my like I said earlier, I got my acceptance letter to Whitewater yesterday. Yes, so. we got her. We <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> we got the five star recruit. All right, we're <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Where's the confetti guns? <laughs> <laughs> and it should be going off any time now. Uh, Wait. I oh, knew no. I shouldn't have paid that guy in advance. I <laughs> knew I shouldn't have. <laughs> I really knew I shouldn't have. How anticlimactic. Oh, I mean, but so really. bad. No, but no. There's uh, a clown in here somewhere. He's right. going to pop out. <laughs> soon as soon as the show ends, that's when we get you, you just get blasted with confetti. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, no, like, I, like, but I remember talking, like, bri- like briefly with, uh, with you at Kempa and, mm-hmm. ca- and, and uh, learning about uh, uh, what all you're doing and everything. And, I I told you then, and I'll even and I'll tell it again now that I know that I'm a little bit more familiar with everything that you've that you, with what you've done, especially over with uh, Teen Day. Like you like you're doing like an amazing job, and yeah. I mean the fact that you're I'm assuming you're gonna come to Whitewater. You got the yeah, I'm, like, the I'm fact, gonna come here. I mean, <laughs> we're communication programs getting getting someone good. I mean, <laughs> no uh, pressure, but we're all expecting great things from you as a freshman in college so, next year. <laughs> So, uh, uh, which which way are you gonna go with it? You're gonna go broadcast, print, web journalism, or are you gonna go electronic media? Probably electronic media. Right. Yes, <laughs> the wave of the future. Yeah. Right, Connor. We are a dying breed, my friend. We are. <laughs> nobody wants to be a journalist anymore. I've thought about it. I definitely think that would be cool. Are you a journalist too? Me. I didn't know. I thought you were electronic media. Nope. You oh always my. talk about all your video classes and everything like that. I'm just like never been uh, in a video class. Oh, oh my audio. goodness! Am I the only electronic <laughs> audio? Am I the never only been. official electronic media in here right now? Yep. Wow. It just seems like everybody else that works at the radio station is an electronic media major. Because we're awesome. So it's broadcast print web. It really is. We go. Ahead. I was gonna say uh, what? Well, I'm just saying. It's like, a lot that's, that's, I'm not saying you guys aren't. I'm just justifying why there's a lot of electronic media. So yeah, I mean, so you're gonna work with TV, radio, both. Radio, probably. Although at nice. the Kempa thing, I went to the TV production, and that was so much fun. Well, you, so. you might be another Connor Moore in the making then. Uh, I'm gonna do both. <laughs> I gonna, could. I mean, I'm down. You're gonna start uh, with being Connor's uh, sideline reporter for the TV TV games. Yeah, I'll be his Sport. shadow. Or you. <laughs> you be. I mean, Eric. What? what? I was. I was gonna say like you could be like the, the actual. Uh, sideline reporter, right? Because I believe is Andrea 
Is she graduating? Yeah, us? Andrea will be graduating. She is. Yeah. So, so the spot bam. will be open. Open spot. There we go. Just saying. <laughs> It'll be big leagues. Assert, assert your dominance. Take over Connor's spot. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, the uh, sports director position will probably be open. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. Man. Connor hasn't I mean, been doing cool. a great job. I mean, I mean, you're cool and all. And I mean, <laughs> He's not been doing a great job. Just I mean, so you know. I like my job. And I mean, it's not even your job. It's how you're doing your job. I mean, are we talking here? Or are we talking at the TV station? Yes. Are we talking teams? Yes. Are we talking teams? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about practice, okay? Seriously. <laughs> Not a game. I mean... Not a game. We're talking about practice. So uh, did you design the Chargers uh, merchandise or the logo? Or no, no, that was somebody. No. That was the marketing director okay. who was here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, random stuff that's oh, in that, our office oh. here. Oh, that's right. That's where I put my lotion. Yep, that's that's where it is. Thank you. Yep. Uh, I, was, I, was looking I thought you said lotion for a second. That's lotion? where I put my lotion. <laughs> <laughs> that's over there. <laughs> yeah, he keeps it in the fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> where Emergency. else would you keep it? You know, hey. you never know. I gotta keep so keep she's going to work with uh, radio. All right. Uh, she's going to be the next sports director. All right. Got that going. Connor, you're not even sports director yet. Okay. I, I can say no at any point in time. You, you really can. I'm just kidding. I can't say no. Like, I... It, uh, you gonna have a weekly show, or are you going to try and take over Hawk Talk once a week, or something like that? Take over. Hawk I'm just gonna here. come in and dominate. You better watch out. All uh-huh. of you are at risk. Ooh, I'm not at risk. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I no. graduate in December. I'm I was just about risk. to say. I'm, I'm, I'm done in the spring, so by the so time you're here, so when we're I come, done. you're all leaving me. Your morning cup of Joe will be available they, they to host. Will yeah, be leaving you. Will, Connor's uh, here, Eric's here, Jason's here. So like, I'm left with the cool people. All right, yes, exactly. Wow, that, is exactly that is exactly, that is exactly, that is exactly can we, right. Can we mute her, please? <laughs> I can. Oh, I, I can. please don't. <laughs> I see you can't you can't talk I'm bad sorry. about me. Like I, I can mute you. <laughs> I appreciate you, and I, I think you're a wonderful person. Ethan Buss is gonna be here in 15 minutes. You can talk to him about like me being muted. <laughs> I muted him a lot last semester. Did. A lot. Oh my goodness, did you ever? Every other week. Hey guys, uh, who thinks Ethan should be muted for the entire show? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ethan, you're muted. <laughs> Best part of around the horn when somebody gets muted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I just lost points and I can't talk. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> was it uh, for too much Jaguars talk? Uh, one of the issues was yes. Um, he's I a huge Jaguar. He's not even a fan. He's just a backer. Like he. He's like, I, lo- I love what the Jaguars are trying to do. And I swear to God, one of the greatest conversations I ever had with him was the fact that he tried to sit there and tell me that Blaine Gabbert was going to be the next, like, great quarterback. Ha! That was loud and unneeded, and we probably just spiked in the recording. Sorry. It's okay. But it was – he sat there and tried to, like – Explain to me that Blaine Gabbert was gonna be the next guy. You never know. Maybe he's gonna. Maybe he's gonna do that in uh, San Francisco. He's, he's, he's one and zero in the 49ers. Jason, what do you exactly. think? Do you think he's gonna be the next big guy? I'm not I mean, saying he. he I don't like, necessarily think he. Will no, be, but he I could. think he's been given a little too much uh, garbage. But and he's not the worst thing in football. Brian Leaf still holds that crown. But if you, if, if in my opinion, they should already be sculpting his. Uh, Sculpture for Canton. Sculpting his sculpture. Yeah, to be honest, I think Blaine Gabbert his bust, has. bust, you mean? That's sure. what it's called, a bust. Sure, I don't know. There's a Baseball has plaques, that's what I know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can't but. do any worse than Ryan Leaf, so as long sure I mean, I mean. Jamarcus Russell? Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> I was going to say, that dude weighed 300 pounds. And it was funny. Oh, my goodness. So I looked at the top uh, 20 guys ever to go broke 
and play in the NFL. And Jamarcus Russell was there, and I believe he was like number four. And it the thing the thing read, played defensive line for the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking somebody probably looked at his weight and was yeah. just like, he has to play defensive line. There's no other way. <laughs> yeah. Playing quarterback, six, six five, three hundred pounds. That's not a quarterback. That's a defensive lineman. <laughs> Seriously, I don't, he was never three hundred pounds when he was in the NFL. I, I no, he wasn't. He, he could have been quarterback on your team, though, Bryce, if, if, considering your lineman's size. That's true. Uh, yeah, probably could have. Our, our, linemen, our offensive linemen were only weighed at an average of, I think I brought our average down to about 250. But, uh, it's not yeah, small. our defensive linemen were like, uh, since technically defensive linemen were considered the TNT, so the tackle nose tackle, uh, they averaged at about 330. But it was a 380, wow. a 400, and a guy that weighed 280 playing defensive line. So, Still, where's the beef? Right there, <laughs> bud. Where's the beef? <laughs> That's what it is. It's right there. I, I my, did what? My, I was going to say, my friend Ben just loved that. He played middle linebacker for us. And he's like, I never get touched. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever touches me. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I can make all the tackles. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I did have uh, just like – uh, a couple more questions, actually. Uh, for me or for her? Um, for Amanda. Now that, oh. she, now that she's taking what? over this our whole, job. This, and uh, <laughs> this is my hour now. Okay? <laughs> but, All right. So you, uh, you said you're going to get involved in radio. Yep. So is it uh, which – are you going to go, like, the news route, the sports route? Like, which like what, uh, which way are you going to go? You go multiple routes? Yeah. yeah. You can. I could. You can music, music, news. Promote. Go into music. Pro- promote. Oof. We already got a really good music director. That's not biased at all. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah, no. It, she's, she's done really more than uh, a lot of people actually have. So she's, it's amazing how often. Like I'm on once a week, and it's amazing how often I see new songs. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's. I don't know much. Constantly new stuff pumping yeah. in. So we, like, uh, probably not gonna be a music director. Right. We do we'll need. We do need though. a new uh, person for uh, cutting our spots, right? With Tanner going. Yeah, production yeah. director. Yeah. So. Can produce stuff. Cool. That stuff is fun to do. I don't know. I worked with Tanner on a lot of the Hawk Talk promos and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The new one's up. We heard it uh, before. No, it? it's not. That's old because that it was includes Ethan yeah, Buss. Yeah, I love the old one with <laughs> and the and Ethan presented by Bryce Olson. Was and is that Ethan Buss? Yes, like, it was. Hasn't been Ethan oh, Buss since man, last year. I thought it was the new one. Because it it sounds like a Warhawk getting shot out of a cannon to begin with, right? I think. Yep, that's the old one. <laughs> Tanner made that. It was awesome. He's like, I don't know what I did. I looped like a cannon in there with a warhawk scream, and it just sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's. I feel like production directors often work. I'm not really sure what I did. I can't replicate it. So I just brought this up a little bit and brought that, and I mixed these two sounds and just listen to this. Oh my god, my ears! <laughs> this sounds amazing. <laughs> Can we just replicate this sound for the rest of my life? So that's what you're going to be doing eventually. Okay. Ready? Do it. No pressure. No pressure. Are, we, hi- are we hiring probably. her as our production director? <laughs> right now, right on this spot. It's been decided. Tanner, it, it is decided. Okay. Well, I guess, unless she, that is, if she's not taking Connor's job. She's taking Connor's job. She, from, what, from what I've been picking up on, she can do it all. I can do it all. Maybe she'll just, just be just, the entire She is, she is the radio. <laughs> she is. You are station director, news director. You have sports director. You have just station manager. Station manager, I should say. Yes, not like she is radio. Like to, to take over. <laughs> are you willing to take over Brian Lucas's director? At <laughs> <laughs> being the administrator. <laughs> I don't think they'd go for that. I don't know, man. 
We've got Gandalf. Lucas, Lucas is a pretty. Uh, we've got Gandalf the Grey though, as our, <laughs> as our, as our. Uh, what? That's so good. With the beard, with the beard, it reminds me of that. Yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness, I hope he's listening right now. <laughs> Tell me you're listening. That's awesome. This sounds so funny. Okay. <laughs> he does have a majestic beard. I will say it is. It's pretty awesome. I oh. wish I, I wish I could pull off a Has beard anyone like seen that. a picture of him before the beard? No. Yes, Never. I have. What does he, is it just uh, mind-boggling? Actually, if you go on the 91.7 The Edge website, there is an old, old, very old, like early 2000 uh, video of like the station and introducing the station and everything like that. And you have to be patient because it's towards the end and you have to be quick because in the conference room over here, He's talking to somebody, and you go, I don't know who that is at first. And then you rewatch it again, and you go, oh, my God, that's Brian Lucas. And then you rewatch it again going, oh, my God, he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> so you guys are all looking for it right now. You're like, you got to find this. Oh, it's just, I am. just keyboard. Where on just, where on here we go. Site? I guess one, another question that I have is what are your uh, – like you still have, obviously, this semester to go through in high school. You still have your second semester to go through. Yep. And, and I know it might – so what, like, any goals have you set for yourself – uh, for the rest of uh, your high school career, and have you started to already think None. of Just any coattailing? Go- <laughs> I've already got everything figured. It is already done. Ooh, done. <laughs> or and have you, or have you already began to thought about any goals that you have already or might set for yourself uh, when you come here to Whitewater? I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the big stressors at my school is like goals, goals, goals. So um, every Every week or so in homeroom, we're supposed to write out our new goals and see how we're doing on our old ones, which is great. <laughs> and um, I guess my goals for this year would just be I want to try and get another 4.0 because that's awesome. I'm sorry. It's what okay. is happening? I just got a text message from Brian Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He goes, majestic is a good word to describe the beard with love, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> That is so, oh, that is, oh, one of the greatest segments I've ever read. <laughs> well, now we're re-energized for another 12 hours. <laughs> Jason, thank you. <laughs> but, oh. Um, I told you. See, there it is. It's right there. I told you it was in there. Where? Where wow. Joe's oh got it. Goodness. If you want to see it, Joe's got it. I'm screenshotting this. <laughs> Where did you find it on here? I need to find it myself. Oh. So. I must. So I must Amanda, find the conquest. Uh, um, right. What What are you Are you going to be uh, ready for the dorm life? Or are you Why not, are you are yelling? You not, oh, sorry. <laughs> are you not going to be moving into the dorms uh, here? Are you just because you're going to commute from Watertown and be on the radio all the time? Yeah. I could. I don't no. really. I don't really know yet. I mean, I just got accepted last. I night. highly recommend. Yeah, figure it all out. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying. When are you? When, when, so are you getting done in four years? Like, are you planning? I'm needed. We need. What's gonna be your job after college? (laughs) What are you gonna be doing when you're thirty? What's the meaning of life? Internships, internships, internships. (laughs) Okay, I think our seat's burning now. Uh, Too much hot pressure on right. But exactly, this is what I was gonna. uh, The point I was gonna make. A lot of people are gonna ask you what your goals are and everything like that, and you should have some goals Mm -hmm. in general. But just take it easy. You understand that it's an experience, and you have to live it. Don't plan ahead too much that you're not able to live in the moment. Right. Okay? I mean, that's the best advice I can give to you, especially with going into college. Yeah. Experience what's going on and don't just sit there and go, I need to go to bed today because I got to do this, 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 this. Like, what if you stay up that extra hour? You're probably going to 
find a way to connect with another person that could be your best friend for the rest of your life. You're right. gonna, you're you never know. You're at that point in your life where you are able to get away with like four hours of sleep. Not recommending it if like all the time, but like honestly, if you can say, you know what, I'm gonna stay up this extra hour and you know hang out or something or just take do whatever. You this is the time to take advantage of it because by the, when you're when you're out of college, you're gonna slowly not be able to do that anymore. So I'm already slowly not being able to do that right now. <laughs> If I don't get seven hours of sleep, I'm just a train wreck. Yeah, I feel ya. <laughs> yes. you. Yes, know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, definitely having knowing knowing everything that you've done so uh, so far regarding broadcasting and everything, and obviously Team Day being yeah. uh, a nas- a national thing, and you getting your name out there. It's not. I mean, it's it's so cool. It, it, yeah. it really is. So it's like. I mean, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be awesome to know that we're gonna have someone who kind of has that I guess pedigree you can say mm-hmm. uh, here uh, here at Whitewater and and working at and working at the t- uh, TV uh, working at the radio station and uh, no it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun like I like I personally can't wait like it'll it'll, it'll be it'll be a lot of, it'll be a, a pretty fun time yeah it'll uh, be great year. I'm excited and there goes Connor with the nostalgia. <laughs> Nostalgia. Can you so can much. You, I, I can't. Can I can't get nostalgia. So I'm, we're like me and you. We're we're near. Yeah, the I end. can't get nostalgia. Oh, like another quick uh, tip for you: when you go to college, you're gonna think that 8 a.m. class is a doable thing <laughs> no, because no. you do that in high school. Don't do it. <laughs> nope. Don't do yeah. it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> That's my best. Run away from yeah. 8 a.m. Yeah, run away from nine. Run away from anything that has an a.m. slapped on it. <laughs> unless it's my 11. First, my I can first do class in college was individual society, and that was at 9:45, I think it was. And it's hard. And my professor walks in and goes, "So, how many of you are freshmen?" And we all like most of us raise our hand, and she's like, "How many of you get?" She starts laughing. She's like, "Why in the world would you pick a 9:45 class when I offer this at like 11 and there's nobody in that class?" <laughs> I yep. will. I will say this: Don't rest on your laurels too much. And I'm sorry if I'm blowing out several you know, listeners' eardrums, but don't rest on your laurels too much. You know, try to actually go out and be up by some time in the. Oh yeah. In the oh afternoon. yeah. True. Yeah, that's that's totally true. Sleeping till four but in don't the afternoon isn't great. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's you're gonna experience college life, and I'm not saying like any partying or whatever, but you're gonna go out and you're, you're you and your friends are gonna stay up late just talking. Because you're all gonna get to know each other, and then that 8 a.m. class is gonna come around, and you're gonna be like, "Why did I do this to myself six months ago? Yeah. Why would I do this? Yep. I hate past me. I think I went to bed at like <laughs> present me year. hates past me. <laughs> my freshman year, I think I was like averaging between like two and two thirty going to bed, and having to get up at eight was just. Not That's because like you're uh, you're hanging out in the dorms, you're hanging out with all your friends, and like you just lose track of time. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, it's 3 a.m., and I have class in five hours. I should probably go to bed. <laughs> it's not the up all night, sleep all day that nope. it, you wish it would be. Nope. Yeah. Oh, there will be a time where you wake up on a Saturday at, like, 4 in the afternoon, and you're like, what did I just do with my day? And then you were like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I'm okay with what just happened. <laughs> and you'll still go to bed on time the next day. Like, you're not, like off like rhythm on the street you're like oh well you know i was up at four in the afternoon it's midnight well that was a good six hours or whatever yeah all right we got like uh quote unquote final thoughts for our tv we got three minutes left so eric you got a final thought for us uh thanks to all the people who we were able to have on the show from this this point five to eight yeah from five to eight well well not even that just for the whole day so far you know like there you go go. carl banks (laughs) that was amazing 
uh, assistant coach for the basketball team. I can't remember his Nick name. Nick Bennett. Nick Bennett. Yeah, just all the people that we were able to have on the show. Dennis Q- Moore. Uh, yeah, back. Chris Nelson. Q Young. <laughs> there it is. Q Young calling in. Just uh, shout out to all those guys all the, and all girls. The Jefferson County uh, people. Yeah, just a really big people. shout out to them yeah. for uh, coming to help it's us out with this. Amazing. But now we're transferring into a, a point in time where we get to just talk sports. Amanda? What? You got a final thought for us? Oh, just thanks so much for like inviting me to this. You're welcome on at any time. Feel free. Jason? Uh, I'd like to um, welcome Amanda to the Warhawk family and all of you crazy people who have been with us for eight full hours. Hope you're uh, willing to sit through 16 more. Yes, definitely. (laughs) It's already been two hours since I said that. Holy cow, that went fast. Uh, Joe? Uh, Men's basketball is underway this today. Um, I don't know if they started eight or if they've already started seven. I'm really looking that up right now, but I love basketball. In terms of like being at a sport to watch, I, lo- I absolutely love college basketball. Yes. And so it's I'm really, I am really into excited. It. Mm-hmm. Especially s- how close I sit. Um, Student section? Oh, no. Score you're stable. You're used to I'm the on the score stable, stable. So right. it's just, it's really exciting. It's going to be an exciting year. We got a lot of new transfers, but are very talented. So it's going to be a whole new team, but it's going to be exciting to watch. So I'm really pumped for the uh, season to begin. All right. Connor? Uh, yeah. My final thought is a little, is a, a little bit of uh, Erickson. Uh, Jason's uh, mixed together. I just want to say thanks again for everybody who's who called in, or was a or came into the studio and took time out of the day to come talk to us. Um, we uh, we we really appreciate it. Uh, this obviously being the first time we've done something like this for Off Talk, so we really appreciate it for uh, for all you get for all you guys. And we still have some amazing guests lined up for early tomorrow morning, so that's going to be a great time. And uh, also, uh, thank you for coming, Amanda. Uh, I really appreciate it. Like Bryce said, come back anytime. And uh, congrats, uh, congratulations on the acceptance to Whitewater. Thank you. Woo! It's all yeah. about her. <laughs> Woo! This is the Amanda hour. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like we said, it may be ending on TV. And thank you to UWW TV for simulcasting this from 5 to 8 p.m. tonight and 8 to 12 tomorrow. We really appreciate it. I think it's awesome and added benefit. But it doesn't mean that this on airathon is ending. Not we still even got, close. We got it. 8, a, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. We're still going to be talking sports. Oh, it's yeah. not like it goes away for a while. Fantasy we're dodgeball. Done. Three we're, in the morning. Yes. Yeah, fantasy dodgeball. We, wait, <laughs> why? Mind the floor. Just, oh, yeah, just you, wait. It's already been talked about on Hawk Talk. Can, but I, can I lead it in? Since no. Yes, we won't. We're not going to. 15 seconds. We won't start it uh, yet. But, anyways. But people who are going to be on it like 3 in the morning, think of your fantasy dodgeball team. Positions and why you want them at that position. All right, yes, got it. Thanks, UWW TV. Uh, we'll be back on in a little while. Uh, stay tuned. 91.7 The Edge on Arathon. <laughs>